Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 17th of October 2019. This is The Gap, episode 489. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gurois here, and uh, you didn't get any PAX flu, doesn't seem like. No, I was, I was talking about this yesterday, but I think I might have actually been patient zero, eh? I oh. might have been patient zero. Because um, I had hay fever like a motherfucker. Uh, like, just the, the, the loosest fucking, like, full-blown, just... It's my... I want to take his face hmm. off type shit. Uh, it was non-stop sneezing. Uh, I was taking Telfast. I wasn't doing fucking shit. It was the worst, but... How good's Melbourne? Honestly, it's the best. <laughs> it's, was it raining? Uh, no, actually, it was perfect oh. weather the entire time. It was really weird. Um, surprise. It, it was. Uh, I packed extra clothes that I never wound up using, so thanks for making me waste my fucking time, Melbourne. Um, so... Yeah, I uh, I actually thought that uh, I might have been patient zero because of all the sneezing, right? Like, and obviously sneezing alone isn't enough, but I had been I had been that sick sure. the other the other week. Yeah, uh, I talked about it, and there was a chance, right? What what if what if it was lying dormant within me, ah. and all the sneezing, I became just a carrier for this virus, this heinous sickness. Yep. And uh, I transmitted it to everyone because obviously uh, that's what you do when you sneeze at people. Uh, I was doing the old uh, the Dracula, you know, like uh, uh, the Dracula sneeze technique. Mm. Where you pull, pull your <laughs> clothes across itself and yeah, straight into Not your, your armpit, armpit. like elbow. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the only, you know, decent way. I'm a decent human being. Uh, I'm not trying to be patient zero. I just wonder if perhaps... And inevitably, it may have, you know, happened regardless. Because, hmm. uh, yeah, everyone's fucked. I'm fine. I'm super fine. Thank fuck I'm fine, though. Because if I'd been sick, this week would have been fucking hell. I had so much work to catch up on when I got back from PAX. So, yeah. yeah. Dod- I dodged some shit by not getting That's PAX good. Um, hmm. Speaking of, of PAX, we recorded early last week. I just remember this. We recorded yep. early last week because um, you were going to PAX and we were trying to decide on what day to do it. And mm. I think we decided on, I think it was Tuesday here and Wednesday for you. Yeah. Something like that. So we recorded, everything went, went fine. And the next two days, it was Fleet Week over here in San Francisco, which yep. is this giant thing where they get a bunch of like the um, sort of like, it's like a Navy, US military sort of parade thing. They show off a bunch of, you know, boats come in and planes and whatnot. Uh, and they were practicing for two days straight on the Thursday and Friday here. And we wouldn't have been able to record. It was so fucking loud. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. It it puts your planes to shame. Because these were like like military jets that were flying around. Um, and the airline path is directly, literally directly over my house. So for them to get here... They were flying over my apartment. I thought mm. we were getting bombed. I thought we'd pissed off China and that was it. We're done. Because um, I didn't realize they'd be practicing. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. It was insane. They uh, they are extremely loud <laughs> military planes like flying over the top of the apartment. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to practice for a couple of minutes because they're only sort of, um, they sort of like go for a couple hours on the day or the two days that yeah. they do them. But during those days they're only up for like 10 15 minutes it's the um 
the sort of towards the end of the day is when there are uh, the pilots are on a little bit longer so the um the f30 i think it was f35s are on for about 30 minutes right. and then the blue angels are up for about 40 40 minutes to an hour um jesus so i'm like oh they're just gonna be out there for a little while but no they were out there for about five hours like practicing this dude was in a jet just fucking doing burnouts in like the bay for five hours it just it was so loud nice (laughs) yeah so it was a good thing that we recorded um but also i went to a party on the saturday and like rooftop parties all over san francisco um and we watched uh planes doing stupid things for four hours while listening to danger zone so it was pretty good nice on repeat (laughs) On repeat, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, I've, I, I can't talk about what I've been doing the last couple of days, but I mm. wasn't in San Francisco, and uh, I missed my first earthquake, which happened like two nights ago. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It was apparently it wasn't big, but it was like a four point something. But it went apparently for a while. Right. Um, and I was up at the time because I saw my Twitter feed going off. Yep. And I messaged my wife and she was asleep and did not wake up. <laughs> Gold. I, uh, I remember my first earthquake in, uh, in LA and it was like a really little one. And mm. I had to like, I had to look it up later. I think it was like a two point something or like really little. Yeah. And, uh, but I felt it and I turned to the other people, uh, at the event. I'm like, holy shit, did you guys feel that? And then like the American there was like, yeah, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Like, the fucking world is moving, dickhole. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? Don't worry about it. Fuck off. Yeah, there's some weird shit. Earthquakes are weird, man. Mm. Yeah, we dodged that shit pretty well here. Yeah, you know, like all the all the animals might be trying to kill us, but uh, <laughs> earthquakes the planet guns, itself <laughs> isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the other thing I want to mention is I went and saw a Gemini man at the theater uh, oh, over the Will weekend. Smith and Will Smith. Yeah, starring Will Smith and a younger Fresh Prince Will Smith. Um, right. Using sort of like the, not, it wasn't, it's not de-aging tech. They're sort of mapping another face on top of an act, another actor on top of Will Smith. Um, and then getting like references from his older, like Independence Day, Fresh Prince sort of era. Weird. Yeah, um, and it, it's, it does look pretty good in most scenes. Um, there is some stuff where you're like, this looks like they put this scene in last minute to fix up some plot hole or something. Because uh, right. in, in some stages, you're like, this is really uncanny valley. Um, hmm. But I just want to talk about quickly the format that I saw it in, which was uh, HFR, high frame rate, I think, oh, yeah. in 3D as well. And uh, a couple of years back, The Hobbit tried something similar where they showed off their films in I think it was 48 FPS so they doubled it because most films are shot in 24 I think that's how yep. they sort of do it because the human eye can't see more than yeah. 24 that's exactly right um, and yep. I don't know if you went and saw The Hobbit but I no. did uh, yep. in 3D as well and it was it, I remember watching that and it was terrible it, it, it like burnt my eyes they were ble- like bleeding literally like blood sweet um, actual blood but this this no, not actual blood. Yeah, and not just from the insides, right? Ins- blood from the inside of the eye, that's that's the fake shit. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Blood from the outside, that's when you know something's going wrong, right? Inside, demonic possession. Outside, your eyes are trying to escape from your head. Yep. That's how you know. 
that's that's some fun facts. There's some good knowledge for anyone listening at home. <laughs> if your eyes are ever bleeding. Yeah, yeah. how to apocalypse. know which version of eyes bleeding is is really bad, right? Demonic yeah. possession, not so bad. Eyes trying to escape, definitely don't want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, this film was shot in 3D with, with, sorry, with 3D cameras at 100 and I think it was 120 frames per second right. um, using like proper cameras. And uh, there are apparently um, a small handful of cinemas that can actually display uh, that format and none of them are in America. Um, there oh. were about 12 of them that could actually show the um, the high frame rate with, uh, I think, the 70 mil, um, which is like, I think it's Dolby IMAX or something like that. Uh, but it was shot in 4K, so it had to scale it down to 2K because there's no cinemas over here at least. I'm not sure about back home. There probably isn't either. Um, but there's a limited amount that they could actually sell. So I got a chance to see it in 120 um, frame rate in 3D. And it was actually pretty impressive tech. Um, I did not... Like, as soon as the film started up, my eyes adjusted straight away. I They weren't... They'd never heard at all. Like, I don't go see 3D films because I, I hate them. Um, yep. For the most cases, because a lot of films that are shown in 3D aren't actually filmed in 3D. They use post-conversion methods uh, and they're generally pretty bad. There are some ex- exceptions to that. There are films mm. shot in 3D and they're generally pretty good. And this is one of them. Um, and also, so I just want to talk about the, the frame rate for a second because, as I said, we, um, we watch movies in 24, but if you were to play a game at 24, you can, uh, you know, anything below 30, you start to notice a, a problem, um, yep. especially if it's inconsistent. And we've gotten to the stage where um, we, like, I don't know about you, but I've got a 144 hertz monitor. I'm not sure what you're rocking these days. Yeah, 145. About the same. Yeah. And like it's people say that you can't notice a difference between that and 60 and that is complete horseshit. You can definitely tell the difference between 60 and 144 or upwards or, or even 30 yeah. to 144, whatever. You can tell the difference between 30 to 60. I can like tell the difference between fucking 24 to 30, like Yeah, we can uh, yeah, exactly. Like if I'm seeing frame drops, I'm like, yeah, that's dropping. Uh, you can tell yeah. it's not hitting like, 30. Frame drops, right, though, refers to a, a lack of consistency, I think, whereas, yeah. like, low frame rate in general uh, is still, like, super noticeable. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, frame drops are more like those spikes, right? Like, the, the, I think frame drops are way worse than, like, a consistent low frame rate, yeah. which I think is what play, uh, consoles tend to go for, right? Is yeah. they want a consistent low frame rate because they can't maintain a consistent high frame rate. Uh, but yeah, spikes, you definitely notice because that's the actual stuttering, which sucks ass. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so we're watching a film like that. Uh, yeah. At least The Hobbit had this weird, um, like it looked strange when you watched The Hobbit. It didn't look right. And I think that's because just the technology maybe wasn't right or the way they filmed it. Whereas this definitely, the first time you see it, your eyes are like, oh, okay, this is not... Uh, this is not something I'm used to, but within a couple of minutes, it's it's fine. Like you absolutely sit, you're in, you're like watching it. Um, so yeah, and the, the the action, the way it handles action is a lot differently because 
on standard film, you you sort of um, you get like this blurring effect, I guess, when, especially when it's like fast paced action, right? But this is so smooth that they've got to sort of rethink the way they do action, and right. uh, it, yeah, it looks completely different when they when you do action set pieces. You've got like cars flipping and and gunfights and whatnot, and uh, they it's directed by Ang Lee, and and he definitely takes advantage of the technology and thinks of like different ways to film to I, I guess to show what's going on using these cameras uh, and there's some really impressive shots in the actual film which I think would stand out like you wouldn't get that in just watching it normally um, so I guess what I'm trying to say if you have the opportunity to go see it in that like it's a nice spectacle type that of film format, yeah. yeah it's it's not a good film at all like it's right. I think it's a maybe like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think that's just critics being critics, being like, um, you know, it's not art, whatever. But it's like a good sure. popcorn movie, right? It's got a bunch, yeah. it's got Will Smith, it's got a, like the last Will Smith movie that was actually critically good was, has he done one? I don't know. Didn't um, he do that concussion movie? Little while sure, ago? that was probably it. But like all of his films are generally pans yeah. for, but they're usually decent like action films to watch. Like Independence Day is a good film, and I like Enemy of State and those sorts of things. Um, bad Boys, yeah, get Bad yeah, Boys, exactly. But um, so yeah, it's a good a- action film to watch, and if you can get a chance to check the technology out, it's interesting because like you'd never seen a film shot like that before. But otherwise, don't ex- don't set your expectations uh, too high because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a it's just an action film. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I go see it for the standard like film i don't know how it compares to that but it's still cool to see such a difference between um you know how film is normally shot and then what they're trying to do by pushing high frame rate content um i don't think it's uh it's obviously probably not going to catch on just because the technology is not there in the cinema chains uh, except for sort of you know some of them um but anyway it's a cool thing to sort of compare what they're trying to look at, what directors are trying to look at in film and sort of relating that to video games and, and how, you know, people are trying to get, you know, now 60 is not the normal, you know, you want to play hardcore games, you want to push like 140 plus, that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. anyway, um, I still, I, I think it looks really good. Anyway. Cool. Um, I just want to mention that, but do you want to talk about PAX for a bit? Oh, before we talk about PAX, I watched a movie. Well, watched okay. a movie as well. Yeah. It's called The Night Comes For You. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, but, uh, Sounds like it's not a joke. No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an Indonesian film. Uh, yeah. Got a lot of the same people who worked on The Raid. Oh, okay. And it's basically The Raid, uh, but uh, like with horror movie violence. It's not a horror movie under any circumstances. It is a Indonesian action film. Uh, but... It, the fucking good lord good god the gore in this fucking movie is out of control it is just fucking over the top some of the shit that goes down in this movie hmm. just they just don't pull any punches and I think like one of the like I think the drawback to it is that maybe the action isn't as uh, clean as the raid you know the raid was a lot of like really fixed shots that showed the fucking sick choreography and this, the awesome stunt work. Yeah. Uh, and this is 
instead. Uh, they got it like they got to use cuts to disguise the switch for the effect. Sure. You know, because they use a lot of they use a lot of practical effects, a lot of special effects. Like they they blending a lot of stuff, but the end result is that like yeah, like fucking heads are getting fucking exploded and and stuff, and they don't really shy that much away from from that. It's like slasher film type shit, uh, but to make it work, yeah, they have to use some cuts during the action, which is yeah, it sort of hurts the martial arts a tiny bit, but the end effect is f- like nothing I've ever fucking seen before. That yeah, the, it's fucking bananas. Uh, story's not that great, um, like a sort of like a comic book uh, story, but like sort of like a smoke and aces type thing, yeah. you know, like. Not a great story, just a mostly a vehicle for action, but works I mean, out fine. Does anyway. the raid yeah. technically have a good story either? It's the dude going from the bottom floor to the top floor. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bit of like there's a bit in the raid. There's a bit sure. in the raid. You know, there's uh there's interpersonal relationships and stuff that I think are pretty good that just aren't there in in the night comes for you. But um, the yeah, there's some some particularly bad acting as well. Uh, it sort of bl- like flips between Indonesian and, and English at times, and uh, the, any scene in English is not very well done. Um, mm. But like, I don't, I don't really hold it against them. Uh, it's again just a vehicle for the fucking action. Totally worth watching. Uh, is it from um, uh, Gareth Evans? The guy? No, I don't think. Someone no, else. I don't think it's. Yeah, uh, it's. But it does. It stars a lot of the same, same. people because he not, did. I think he did one of the shorts in like VHS two or something like that. Yeah, which was a horror um, anthology. Anthology, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think this is a Gareth Evans joint though. Uh, yeah, but definitely worth watching. It's on Netflix. Um, okay, cool. so yeah, easy peasy. Um, nice. But yeah, just want to point that out. Anyway, Pax. Um, let me Pax. bring up my notes because a lot happened. First things first, right off the bat. I want to say this is probably the last year I go to PAX for three days. Uh, and yeah, uh, I just, I don't think there's a lot of value in it for like me, for me mm. personally. Uh, it is a massive money sink. And uh, I think if I was there for purely for fun, uh, I would have a lot more fun. But it is... Sure. Basically, instead, it's me paying a fuck ton of money to go do work for three days. And, uh, yeah, I'm not that thrilled with the return on investment there. I mean... <laughs> Where'd you go, Joe? Usually, usually, <laughs> usually uh, I get paid to do work. I don't pay to do work. So, uh, from that perspective... Yeah, uh, PAX isn't worth it. But that said, um, yeah, I could definitely see going down and flying back the next day. I don't think I could do like a fly-in, fly-out type PAX adventure because the, like, I don't need, like, I definitely saw some great stuff at PAX this year, but um, most of the good times I had were at a bar um, nearby. And it's mostly just an opportunity for everyone to come together and, like yeah. to see a bunch of people and all that kind of stuff. I can't walk like fucking 15 meters through packs without running into some people, uh, which is rad, right? Like, cause otherwise like you only see them when you organize, you organize to see them. And, uh, I get along with 
heaps of people, so it's it's always exciting most to see. Them. I get along with most people. Uh, <laughs> um, a few people you piss off. I definitely piss off some people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So yeah, I, I don't think I'll go next year just just for that reason. I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think I said, the first like, day to Sunday is a good for me anyway. I. I I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. I I, um, I like the Thursday because there's generally some sort of Party. event on. Um, yeah. And then Friday is usually pretty good. I mean, Friday's the first day. It's it's pretty quiet. And then there's usually some drinking and whatnot on Saturday. So I could see myself like sticking around till Sunday and then buggering off on Sunday. Yeah. Well, see, I think for me... Yeah, I, I, I just, I absolutely think it's just a case of I'm literally paying to work, right? Yeah. I like the, I like the nightlife stuff. I like being able to hang out with people in bars, right? I do not like spending my entire day doing work hmm. if I've paid to be there. Yeah. It's just, it just generally sucks. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a bad idea. I could be using that time in many other ways and then I could still go to a bar and drink afterwards regardless right? you tried not drinking or I could drink right here no I don't understand <laughs> really I'm not following what you're getting at yeah yeah um, so what day what day did you get down there the Friday Friday so morning, you missed got... the the Thursday night shindig I did yes uh, and apparently I missed some some good parties but uh I didn't miss good parties on Friday, and I didn't miss the good party on Saturday. Uh, so it's not that big a deal, really, right? Like you miss some parties, but you get to other parties, and you still get to see everyone party. So yeah, NBD, right? Um, met up with Kleb, uh, hung out with him. We went, mm-hmm. wandered around, um, went checked out. First things first, the first thing I did was went and played Fall Guys, uh, which is the new Devolver Digital Battle Royale, uh, Party Royale, I believe they're calling it. Uh, and it's sort of a uh, 1v100, uh, but in the style of uh, Takeshi's Castle, uh, which was a Japanese uh, game show that sort of put a lot of emphasis on people getting fucked up like Wipeout or whatever you know uh, yeah. this has a bunch of goofy little mini games and you get to play through the mini games and as you play through them you just slowly whittle further and further like the numbers are whittled down until finally there's one uh, one big dash for the crown at the end and as you dash for the crown you're running up a hill and these boulders come down and they knock you down and all this kind of stuff and yeah it's uh, super amusing I played it uh, I wound up playing about four times. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, they had eight players available at PAX. Every player had their own screen. And uh, and it had... like It filled with, I think, 62 or 72 AI. It wasn't like a full 100 game, I think. Uh, but they filled out the rest with AI. And... Uh, it was extremely amusing. Um, you sort of you start off with like this. It's just a bunch of mini games. It starts off with the doors one, which is a classic Takeshi's Castle one, uh, where you're running and uh, you've got to jump through these doors. And mm. uh, there's a decent chance that the doors will open 
uh, or not. And like at the start, there'll be eight doors and four of them will allow you through and four of them won't. And so you sort of just have to jump at them to see what will happen. And if you crash through, then you're fine. And if you don't, you got to go find another door. And uh, as, as it gets closer to the end, there are fewer doors and uh, more chances, the higher chance that the door you jump through will not be the one. So by the end, it's sort of a three versus one type deal. And uh, yeah, it sort of just halves, I think, being the top half of uh, people who finish and yep. you'll you'll get through the next round. And then after that, uh, they had a fixed set because it's still really early code. So they had a fixed order, but uh, when the full game comes out, it'll sort of select them uh, on a not f- true random, but fairly random order. So uh, there are some games that just won't work when you're down to the last like 11 or something. Uh, but there are other games that are like will be extremely crazy if you were to have them when in the first round type thing, you know, like mm. they just, they wouldn't not work, but they'd be like just a completely different experience. So I think it's a weighted RNG as to which order they'll play out in. Uh, but at PAX, they had them in a fixed order. So uh, after the doors, it was the this uh, like platform game where you everyone was standing on a platform, and these walls would come over hmm. and uh, drag and like if you stood in front of the wall, it would push you off the platform. And all you had to do was stay on top of the platform, and uh, it was extremely difficult with like 40 other motherfuckers on the platform at the same time because you're still colliding and uh, yeah you're bumping into people and like everyone's trying to get in and there's sort of like a bit of a like that mass crush element where you're desperately trying to change like at some point if you find yourself in the middle of the, the group it doesn't, it's not really up to you necessarily what you're going to do next for a little while. You're sort of at the whim of the, of the crowd until you manage to work your way out of the crowd. And so there's that element. It's a, it's a, there's a little bit of panic there. It's a little bit like, uh, like nerve wracking. And then, uh, you run from one side of the, uh, the, platforms the other and you're trying to stay on the fucking platform and trying to jump wherever you can uh they oh sorry they add in like a low block so you have to jump and uh, so you're jumping and making it into this tiny space and people are getting shoved off and trying to stay close to the front of the things uh front of the platform so if a wall does actually collide with you you've got a little bit of like leeway before you get fucked and all that kind of stuff uh, and then, yeah, the last like run is sort of like a lot of jumps all in succession, and it gets pretty hairy, uh, which is extremely exciting. And then, uh, yeah, that one I found, I think in two of the games, like only a really small handful of people actually got knocked off. Uh, hmm. It's mostly about the like the nerve, the tension uh, itself. It doesn't seem super difficult. Um, it could be they could make it really difficult they can make it like a space that's two people wide and you'd all be jostling for that one little bit of space uh, that'd be pretty pretty good but uh, yeah they sort of keep it a little bit uh, I don't know it's not too hard yet I guess sure. if you wanted to like if you wanted to have it implemented 
later on in the the round um, when there were fewer plays. You can make it really difficult and have like people jumping and maybe you can you've got a dive button. Maybe make people dive underneath certain ones and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, for now it seemed pretty simple. Uh, it was still, it was still fun because of how nerve wracking it was. And then after that, it was the uh, tails game. Uh, half the players start with a tail, half the players start without, and you have to have a tail by the end of the round, or it's uh, over. You're out, and that's it. It's a basic, basic uh, knocks out half the fucking players sort of game. Yeah, uh, that one's good. Uh, it's a lot of fun I found uh, I, th- I think it would be a lot harder with real people uh, the AI was sort of um, I guess easily distracted uh, yeah. you could you could kite an AI person over near another person with a tail and then just lose them and uh, you could also utilize uh, there were a lot a lot of obstacles like it was sort of set on this map with a lot of like swinging hammers type things. And if you ran close enough to the hammers, you could lure the AI into the hammer itself and then you'd lose them and you wouldn't lose your tail. Uh, so it was pretty exploitable. Uh, but again, yeah, a lot of fun. Very nerve wracking towards the end. The last 10 seconds, whether you've got a tail or not, are like ring clenching shit because you're you never know right you're watching in every fucking direction at once waiting for someone to come close enough to try and steal your tail uh i found you can use the dive button Hmm. uh even when you're in midair so you can jump and then dive you can cover a fuck ton of ground using that so i was like fucking i was on my pro level shit like just fucking jump diving from platform to platform because uh, the platforms, you had to like jump up a certain way to get up them or run up them a certain way. Hmm. But if you jump dive from one platform to another, then you'd sort of circumvent that shit, and like you didn't have like you'd save yourself a lot of time. So they'd either either have to jump dive across to you or climb back up again. You just jump dive away again. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then I feel like I'm forgetting around, but I. I don't think I am. Uh, I think that led into the... Uh, oh, no. Then it was egg-stealing. Fuck, egg-stealing. What a bananas fucking round. Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, basically, you split it up into three teams, and whichever team has the fewest eggs at the end loses. Uh, right. And so you've got all these eggs in the middle. You grab them with R2. You run them back to your base, and you drop them. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, they don't disappear. They stay in the base, in the sort of scoring zone, and it counts your points based on how many eggs you've got in that scoring zone at any one time, which means if you're, you know, like me, you just run over to the other team's base and just pull eggs. I was just... I wasn't even taking them back to my base. I would just pull them out of the scoring zone and throw them the fuck away. Pull them out, throw them away. I was literally just fucking dumping eggs out. And it's because I didn't have to run back to the center and grab a new one or anything like that. At some points, I was doing it faster than they could fucking put them in. So they were, like, losing fucking points super fucking fast. Uh, and I think on my third game, uh, someone told me that there were the gold eggs were worth five points. I thought they were just worth two points. They're worth five points, and it's zero sum. Uh, so eggs that you have are points that they... Uh, 
are not only points they don't, but they're extra points for you. So taking a gold egg from them and putting it in your base is technically 10 points, right? Because it means they get a five-point de deficit and you get a five-point increase. So, uh, yeah, it's a huge swing in your, your favor. So I was literally just standing there throwing fucking eggs out of his fucking base, yeeting eggs until I drop a gold egg and then I grab the gold egg and fucking belt over to my own base and dump it in and then I'd go back to, you know, egg stealing. And yeah. uh, it worked. I did not lose a single game of egg game. Uh, we, we fucking dominated. Whichever team I was on, we fucking dominated. That one seems a bit rough just from the perspective of there is a real chance that you would, might be on a fucking terrible team and mm. uh, like if there's like 11 players left, uh, yeah. like 11 players on your team, you can't make up for 10 morons. Like, you're not... Like, if you're a pro egg stealer like me, maybe, but uh, not everyone can. Not everyone's me, unfortunately. So, yeah. That knocked some people out, but uh, it was good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the final round, which, yeah, boulders, and you got to jump at the crown. The last game I played... Oh, I got to the crown first. The, every other game I, I played in, um, I, I never even had a fucking hope of jumping for the crown. Because uh, I would get, like, I I wasn't getting hit by uh, boulders or anything like that. Like, maybe one one stumble yep. along the way. Uh, but it didn't matter, because, like, someone else would just fucking beeline, and they would have the perfect run, and they'd get up there and grab it before I was even fucking close to the edge. Uh, yeah. I uh, got to the fucking crown first... And then uh, instead of jumping immediately, uh, the crown sort of like raises and lowers and you got to time it right to actually jump for it. And uh, it lowered and uh, I jumped way too early and fell fucking spectacularly short. Right. And uh, I'd been, you know what I'm like, I'd been a little bit vocal, uh, especially when I was stealing eggs. Uh, I'd been trash talking <laughs> somewhat. And yelling at your own uh, team. <laughs> um, yelling at everyone and uh, so uh, yeah I'd been trash doing a bit and uh, oh, I copped so much fucking shit I copped so much shit for that sh that terrible jump um, just from the like crowd of people watching like there was a pretty decent sized crowd of people watching us play this fucking game because it was up on big fucking screens and uh, yeah they gave me heaps of shit which was well earned, to be honest. Uh, I deserved it because it was just a terrible fucking choke job. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't win a single game, but I did come close. Uh, I made it to the last round each time, but uh, it wasn't. There was no chicken dinner, unfortunately. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. That was fucking. Four guys is definitely my jam. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, um, nice. I have no idea when it's out. Uh, so that's helpful. Um, <laughs> classic. Then, classic job. Uh, then I wandered around the indie section. It didn't seem like... Uh, actually, sorry, I lie. Before I went to the indie section, uh, I went and found the only game that I figured would actually be worth uh, my checking out because uh, sort of everything else... Like, it's very largely old code. Even this was very old code. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, mostly mostly I've, I've gotten to preview everything they've shown and uh this though was uh doom eternal okay uh they were showcasing this this was e3 code uh 
walked up. Uh, they're like, oh, you got to hold two seats. Uh, we got VIPs. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm a VIP. <laughs> and uh, I get to jump, jump ahead of line, go in. And uh, yes, the, uh, the other VIP was an actual VIP. It was uh, Robert Whittaker. Uh, came in, sat down next to me and uh, looked like he just had his face hit punched in uh, a couple of days before. before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, he's fucking good at games. I was like, you know, not so fucking slyly watching him play. And uh, yeah, he had the fucking rhythm really well. Like just fucking bloop, 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 smashing. Um, I got a little bit more time than everyone else because uh, they put me in sort of like just two-thirds of the way through a session and then they let me play through the next session so I like instead of just a half hour I got about 40 minutes and uh, it's awesome Uh, it's obviously going to change significantly from the demo that they showed but uh, yeah it it really does feel like they've changed they fixed a lot of what I complained about like the change to the four different uh, executions to encourage you to mix up what you're doing yeah uh, is really fucking good. It makes you really think about how you're going to kill someone um, as opposed to sort of just... And, and it reduces the amount of uh, reliance you put on... Like, it allows them to use ammo management, right, to reduce your ability to sort of mm. circle circle run backwards because uh, you can't just rely on finding ammo around the room. You need to actually attack to get the ammo that you need for the next fucking... A uh, little bit next yeah. enemies and whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, just found myself um, constantly fucking yeah ripping and tearing. I guess um, went hunting for a lot of the fucking secrets. You could see the secrets on the map pretty easily, uh, but it, uh, they're not by any means easy to get to. Uh, there's some of them pretty fucking challenging, and I spent quite a bit of time hunting down a couple of them, um, like. I didn't have to, but yeah. I think that what I really liked, what I uh, from what I've seen of, of Doom's uh, Doom Eternal so far, is that first-person platforming, and uh, a lot of the trickier ones seem to involve quite a bit of first-person platforming. Yeah, because they got that grappling hook that... thing now. Sorry, they've got that grappling hook in the game now for the virtuality. yeah, yeah. But it's it's sort of like it's sort of not. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was utilized as much as I thought it was going to be. It's certainly extremely useful, but uh, it's sort of semi-situational. You need to pick when you're going to use it because it's attached to the super shotgun. Hmm. So uh, if you're out of ammo on the super shotgun, you have to be certain that you're going to be able to switch weapons quick to make sure that you can actually do something with it. Um, What I found I was doing was uh, grappling over and then chainsawing motherfuckers. Uh, because why wouldn't you, right? Uh, it works. It works. It works. It works. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I found myself like generally uh, avoiding using it just so that I'd have the super shotgun for when something giant came up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it looks awesome. Killer soundtrack feels real good to play. Uh, and yeah, there's a shit ton of exploration, so mm. yeah, I'm about it. I'm excited. 
Yeah. I think we talked about the delay, year. right? Already? Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's still a weird decision because I think we talked about it last week, how, might have been last week, how they're removing like that invasion system. That just seems so strange to me. Well, they're not removing it. They're putting it out like later on. At that delay. stage, yeah. like who's playing the campaign at that stage? Like the majority of people are going to be playing you know, when the game is released and the people that the invasion system kind of seems useless at that point. It's not entirely useless, but it's, um, you know, people aren't going to get to experience, the majority of people aren't going to get to experience that. So, I don't know. Yeah. I I, I get that they... um, It's like trying to be a bell invader in um, Dark Souls. Souls, Like eight months after the game's come out. Like... The the people that you're invading are, are people that have... are either... One extremely bone. new yeah or they've played a, like, yeah, a lot of they, it they literally just picked it up yeah yeah it's I don't know just seems like a uh, there's no there's no way for them out of that I guess other than to have it at release but they're not doing that so um I don't know it's strange anyway um yeah looks looks sick did did you talk to Rob at all or was he he was like shut, shut the fuck up I'm busy we smashing, just gave each other the uh, the nod gave each other the upwards nod yeah, that's it. Uh, I was going to ask for a selfie, but it seemed like a dick move. No nah, man, he face was smashed in. He's totally cool with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's ah. a good dude. Like I told you when we went out, man, he he like does not shut up about it, about video games. He plays a lot of games. Yeah, should have got him on your PUBG squad. He likes PUBG. Damn it! <laughs> Definitely should have dragged him over there because the next thing I checked out was fights or flights. Yeah. Uh, Red Bulls, I don't know, competition that they're holding, their big tournaments. Are you um, sure? What? I thought it was Apex. Fight or Flight? Yeah, Apex is doing it. PUBG. No. Uh, <laughs> that's Fight or Fright. <laughs> Very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, went and checked it out. The booth was fucking huge. It was a really cool setup. Uh, it seemed to get, like, it drew a big crowd, which is awesome. Uh, I think PUBG is just, you know, generally pretty entertaining uh, to watch as long as uh, spectated well. And they were doing a good job. It was the ESL team doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, and yeah. they're pretty used to spectating uh, PUBG now. So they were doing a good job of it. San- it's Sandhawk. It's got, like, a really fast pace about it. Um, it's... Completely different rules. Yeah, it's the not it's not Aaron or It's no, but like sand, like they're using fight or flight uses its own rule set on top of the fact that it's it's Sandhawk. Right. And I was talking to like a couple of players, uh, like Critical Motion, and um, yeah, every, like everyone was saying basically, this is a version of Sandhawk that they would play because it actually encourages. Fights. The problem that I think a lot of people have with Sandhawk, uh, me included, is that either you spend your entire time, uh, like, you spend a bit of time looting and then the entire time running, mm. only to get shot by a snake in the grass, or uh, you never, like, you never make it into the zone at all, right? Like, or you land in the zone and, and like, you, you're the snake in the grass. Like, you're not encouraged to... Uh, so see, like seek out the sort of action that I think a, a map like Sandhawk um, sort of implicitly encourages, because uh, it's supposed to be smaller, it's supposed to be faster paced, mm. but 
generally the nature of, of PUBG makes people slow things down and that's what happens quite a bit on Sandhog. That's what I hate about it. Uh, is that, yeah, it just gets way slowed, slowed down and you don't have good engagements. You just sort of have, yeah, like all or nothing, right? Like these shitty engagements that happen in, in fucking moments because you get sniped from out of nowhere and yeah. then it moves on. That's not what was happening in, in Fight or Flight because the circle forces you to move constantly. You don't really have a... Like, you might land in the circle, uh, but you can't... Like, the nature of Sandhawk itself is that you can't really secure one position except for being in a building. And that That's not snaking. That's just holding your compound. Uh, you can't really snake around. You can't really sneak your, your way through stuff in, in Sandhawk Fight or Flight because... Yeah, the circle's close to too fast, and you're really heavily encouraged to keep moving, um, which is good. So, yeah, it winds up looking a lot more like Apex, and there is a little bit of third partying going on, uh, like Apex, uh, and yeah, like I think it, it works out really well. I don't know, everyone. Yeah, I heard a lot of people saying that, that this is a version of like they would actually play Sandhawk on these mm. rules, like. It makes sense. This is a version of Sandhawk that makes sense. Sure. Um, which is rad. And, like, it's fantastic for spectatability. It's a way better version of Sandhawk for spectatability than uh, than regular. Like, now that it's in the pro scene, Sandhawk, all you're seeing is that snake in the grass horse shit that everyone hates. Right. Uh, that stalling sort of gameplay. This, there's no time for stalling. Uh, it is fucking go, go, go. Uh, they heavily encourage kills. Uh, they obviously encourage placement. They force you to move as, fast, uh, as much as possible. The, the circle by the end is an insta-kill, I believe. Like, you cannot go out in the circle at all. Uh, triple the loot, so you're always going to make... Like, you're definitely going to have your favourite gun. Like, yeah, it just worked out really well. And yeah, every fight was exciting. Everyone felt like they were going into the, the battles pretty well equipped I think the biggest downside is that uh, by the time we got to the finals each day everyone who made it into the finals had won a game uh, already during the day and they wanted to make sure that they secured the trip to the grand finals of the carriage works in two weeks mm -hmm. um, and so they were playing it uh, pretty slow to start so the games were starting off a bit slower uh, and then they would ramp up into like madness by the end. Um, but that's that's fine, I think. Like that is the nature. Like that's actually battle royale, right? You got loot phase and then action phase. That actually makes sense, right? Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It just worked out well. I was supposed to play around, but I had to go do a panel right when it started, which was unfortunate because I would have been on criticals team so he definitely would have fucking won but <laughs> gutted gutted oh well uh yeah anyway uh it looked around it looked like a lot of fun um yeah definitely definitely gonna check it out at the carriage works but uh yeah anyway that's uh that was fight or flight then there was hot brass hot brass is a top down swat uh spiritual successor you know SWAT uh, hardcore tactical police action this has the top down look to it yeah. uh, 
as far as I could tell, that we could only play the tutorial. But uh, it was a cool, cool tutorial. Very um, abstract. You didn't have like you weren't a person. You were sort of you were controlling this P one icon. So I think it's very early stages for the development for the game. Um, but yeah, uh, still uh, played a co-op couch co-op uh, like with a dude standing next to me. Um, we were running around and uh, doing like going through all the, all the things we had to do. You have to learn how to like yell, please put your hands up and subdue someone. You can like bash them or tase them or whatever uh, to like subdue them, uh, practice shooting, all that kind of stuff. It's a really cool idea, but I, I don't think the abstract thing works very well. I think it, what it's going to need is like, I think uh, it's very easy to boil the experience of SWAT down to the goofy fun you had with friends. Hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it was goofy fun you had with friends that was uh, built on a foundation of a spectacular game. Like some of the stuff that happened in SWAT 4, out, out of control. Our first mission really sets the scene and then it leaves it up to you to really shit things up by being dickheads. Um, that, you know, in the serial killer and there's only one bad guy or maybe two bad guys in that first house. Uh, and it really, like, changes the way you think about those sorts of games instead of there being, like, fucking 40 cunts in every house. It's just, yeah, one or two and he's in a dungeon and it's clearly clear some fucked up shit's gone down, down there. And, yeah, like... It, it goes from there and then then it's up to you to flashbang your friends right just as they breach through a door or whatever. uh but it's yeah it's, it's good like it's a it's a really interesting idea hopefully yeah they carry it off with some fantastic storytelling as well um so that was hot brass and i checked out blood metal uh blood metal is a first person shooter uh love letter to 80s action films which I guess isn't inherently the most original idea uh, but I think uh, provided they manage to execute it uh, well I think mm. it'll work out like, really well it's got a like every move you make your character has this sense of momentum about them right so then they run and you know like normally you run in a game you sort of like your gun is a static thing and it might means you know the the classic the first bullet has to go where you, you aim it uh type mentality like uh first person uh, first shot accuracy is, is sort of paramount in in competitive first person shooters this sort of shoes that uh in favor of just sort of maintaining that uh, that momentum so when you fucking burst through a door Right, you still you've got to swing your gun around, and he sort of like over swings a little bit, and so like it sort of really encourages that '80s style of fucking spray and pray, right? Like right, yeah. the it's not John Wick, like fucking every shot is perfect, exactly where it's meant to be. It's sort of just like fucking you bust through a door, and there's three dudes, and like just start fucking chopping until you fucking finish everyone uh and yeah it does a really good job of that like it's a really interesting intriguing way of tackling that concept because yeah back then uh we didn't have a lot of like hyper accurate like yeah 
these dudes were super special forces and they're standing in a forest fucking shooting at everything as fast as they can, right? Like, uh, obviously the thing they were shooting at was invisible, but, uh, like, yeah, that, that hip fire concept was pretty key to a lot of, uh, 80s action films and with the, yeah, the, uh, I guess the amount of accuracy we've got in, in games this year, uh, this, this today, uh, it doesn't really lend itself very well on the flip side. Uh, does have an ADS one you can aim down sights hmm. and the the dev was standing next to me and I started I like opened the door a bit ADS and then tried to shoot the dude and uh, he's like oh you shouldn't use ADS uh, it's not really a game about ADS I'm like why does it exist <laughs> there <laughs> why like just unbound the button like he's like oh yeah yeah um, hopefully they do it does make yeah I wouldn't ADS if I couldn't. I, I, it's not like I have to be able to ADS for a game to work. Uh, if and considering like how I felt after I stopped ADSing, it felt so much better. Uh, it felt like it sort of conveyed the spirit of the game so much better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't think yeah they should abandon the ADS altogether. Um. Uh, still, very interesting. Sort of run like dog shit. The first like. I don't know, two minutes that loaded, hmm. uh, that loaded up, it ran like absolute dog shit, and then it fucking, I don't know, the, like, I'd say the first four deaths weren't necessarily my fault, and then uh, after that, it sort of started to run real smooth, and felt really good, and that idea and momentum really conveyed, and worked out good. Um, I thought you said it was top down. No, that was hot brass, this is blood oh, metal, this right. is the first person. So it's first person. Yeah, okay. yeah this is blood metal. I was very confused person, about there being an ADS yeah. button. Uh, yeah, that would have been confusing. Oh, I forgot about Hot Rust. Best flashbang in a game I've ever fucking seen in my life. Spectacular. Uh, it, uh, it emits such a bright white, and the the white of it sort of bleeds through to every like open area type thing. Oh, yeah, like uh, doors. And it, and, yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's sort of just like... Uh, and, yeah, it works so well. Uh, that's fantastic. That's some good shit. I uh, really, really enjoyed that. But, um, so yeah, that was Hot Brass. Blood Metal was the second one. Blood Metal was the first person game. Hot Brass was the top down. And then finally played Wrestle Dunk Sports uh, against Alex Walker from Kotaku. Uh, was standing there waiting for, uh, to play, like, have a round. And uh, Alex sort of walks up, uh, walk it up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, so we are playing... WrestleDunk Sports is by the dude who made Hacknet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so obviously he's staying on brand. Uh, no, it's got absolutely, as far as I can tell, nothing to do with Hacknet. It's just a goofy party sports game. Um, there are, I think, four different sports at the moment. Uh, there's volleyball. There's, I can't remember what it's called, blitzball or something. Um, there's fencing. And there is wrestling. Uh, and uh, for wrestling, you sort of you jump, you can jump, and then you can dive, and you have to to pin someone. You have to dive on top of them, and then make their. You have to be on top of their head, and their feet have to touch the ground, and you'll squish them in the ground, and you'll get a point. Uh, and so it's basically like it feels very um, almost uh, dive kicky, right? Yeah. Because it is very like 
one hit kill you've got to get that one hit and so it is about a, a question of picking your moment and reading your opponent and uh working out you know the the perfect moment of strike and uh there were quite a lot of like feints as a result a lot of moments where alex and i would be bouncing like just side by side and like i'd like sort of move over a millimeter and he'd dive and i'd dive on top to like instead of, like faking him out for the the dive and uh at one point i dove underneath him by accident which was super dumb uh handed him a point uh but yeah like it's one of those like really simplistic but extremely fun sorts of uh games uh that works when you play it um fencing is uh literally nidhog oh, yeah, uh yeah. it's it's just needle. There's no other way to describe it. You can throw your sword. You can move your sword up and down. That's it. It's Nidhogg. I think the only thing is that uh, if you throw your sword, it disappears. Uh, and there's nowhere else to get a sword from. So throwing your sword is... Not a good idea. <laughs> not advised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, then volleyball. So when, volley- when we were going to go play volleyball, there were these two kids, and there must have been about... I don't know, 12 or 13, standing there uh, near us. And I think they were waiting for us to finish. And uh, I was like, oh, do you guys want to join us? And uh, so they jumped in and uh, Alex and I went on separate teams. So they had to join separate teams as well. And uh, I got this little dude who literally, he worked out the emote button. Like you can emote or like not emote, but like Rocket League uh, fixed messages. Hmm. And he spent literally every round spamming messages and then at the same time still playing. It was like he was fucking... His fingers were all over the fucking place. He's like spamming, good save, good save, good save. And he's like fucking also jumping and knocking the ball and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we were... um, Yeah, volleyball is... You've got two people, like two teams on either side and uh, you've got a... um, like bump button so you can bump the ball up and you've got a spike button that's about it uh so bump and jump are the same thing so you sort of jump into the ball to bump it up and spike is sort of a tilt like uh halfway to the Hmm. pin button um and uh yeah that's that's basically all you need out of that one uh so yeah jump spike uh and it's it's volleyball right it plays pretty similar to volleyball it makes a lot of sense it's on a 2d platform it's not like, it's just a side view type game. The whole thing is. Uh, but, yeah, it just sort of conveys the concept behind the, the sport itself quite well, I thought. We smashed them. We fucking trashed, trashed the other two. Uh, and uh, and then the last game was this Blitzball. I can't remember what it's actually called. But uh, Dunkball, maybe. Uh, but it's sort of like a Pong or Breakout or whatever. You sort of, like, float up and down. I've got like a wall and you've got to bounce the, a ball off the wall and then that'll destroy the brick mm. and then you bounce it through to score a point. And uh, in this one, you could sort of grab the ball and power it up and shoot it. Um, so when you're close enough, you sort of grab, catch it and then shoot it as fast as possible at the, at the wall. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, you um, mostly just sort of fucking knock it back. Um, like Disc Wars. Yeah, like Disc Wars, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we lost this one 
by like with zero fucking oh it was like neck and neck we lost and the little kid was sitting there fucking I missed like uh, I missed a save even though he was at the back and sh- definitely should have saved it I missed a save and I was like oh no we're fucked and he's sitting there spamming what a save what a save what a save what a save I'm like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking elbow you in the kid <laughs> He's oh, sorry. sorry. you in the face. Watch, I, I could do this, Grandpa. Don't worry about it. Keep keep spamming. Keep spamming. See what happens, motherfucker. Uh, anyway, we lost. Uh, it was devastating. Uh, and yeah, uh, that was that was that. That game's awesome. I'm very excited for it. Mm. Um, Definitely, like party games at the max. I think it's going to go real well in party situations. Four players just makes sense. Um, yeah that's about it um so yeah that was all i played at pax i did see another game uh let me see let me see let me see sorry about this i thought i wrote them all down but uh where the fuck is my app god damn while you're looking for that broken roads too slow uh broken roads I, i only saw this one i didn't get to play i don't know if it was playable I was sort of just wandering around, and uh, I think whoever was on the stand noticed the, uh, the badge. media badge. Yeah, and like, oh, can I tell you about my game? And Broken Roads is an Australian-made, uh, like, tactical RPG uh, that is basically half XCOM and half Wasteland. Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen this. It's like Fallout, it, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it looks fucking sick. It looks fucking awesome. Um, so in. I mean, I think it's too early to say necessarily, but I like. I want to find out more. Um, yeah, I desperately want to find out how how it plays and stuff. Uh, because yeah, it looks it looks it's such a fucking rad idea. Uh, it's basically Mad Max Wasteland uh, or Mad Max Fallout or whatever. And you know, obviously, uh, I think traditionally wasteland and, and fallout and post-apocalyptic um crpgs or trpgs have borrowed so much from the australian apocalyptica mm. you know i think mad max had such a huge impact uh in general that i think uh going the whole hog uh on on the australian aspects will be really interesting uh so yeah, I'm extremely excited to check that one out. But um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't get to play it. I'm just, I just, it's just, I just want it on the record because it looks fucking rad. Right. Do you get any hardware or Joe Pass Nvidia or anyone like that? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Disappointing. No. Yep. Um, I was on some panels as well. Uh, just quickly talk through the panels. I was on the wrestling panel on Gamespot. Um, it was good. It was good fun. They they didn't broadcast the GameSpot stuff, did they? Yeah, they did. Did uh, they? Yeah, right. They did. Every time I looked to see the broadcast, there was usually nothing oh. on. I wasn't on Twitch. I think it was on YouTube. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So the, I was on the wrestling one. We had to rate wrestlers based on our own arbitrary. Uh, measurement systems and it was basically just uh so it was me daniel van boom mark serrells uh jackson ryan and 
Liz, Liz, Liz Deloria. And, uh, I think, uh, and <laughs> it was definitely Liz. I just can't remember which Liz. I'm pretty sure it was Deloria. And, um, yeah, uh, Daniel Van Boom had made a list of wrestlers and we had to, we had to rate them. And it was basically just an excuse to shit talk about wrestlers and, you know, talk about wrestlers, WWE and stuff. Uh, thankfully, uh, we didn't go to new school with it uh, because I enjoyed WWE for a little while. Um, so it was mostly, there was a couple of new ones, but I haven't watched in like a year. Like your John Cena. Oh, okay. Right. I thought you were talking no, like no. Hulk Hogan, no. like Steve Austin, The Rock. We did of. go, we did go back to that era, uh, but we did not go about, we didn't go, I mean, to like the last year of, of wrestlers and stuff. So right. it was sort of, a 20, 2016 back type situation. So who won? Um, who won? Yeah, who was uh, the highest? Uh, Kodabushi and John Cena got hundreds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's because I was I was going to fight them. Yeah. If Were John they against Cena, John Cena? They weren't, they just weren't as enthusiastic about him as I am. No. You know? Yeah, I know. He's I know. awesome. I know. He is. They hated The Rock as well. They hated him. And uh, I felt like I was taking crazy pills. So that's out of control. Um, but yeah. Uh, they, I think they didn't like... Someone didn't like Shawn Michaels as well. It was pretty fucking weird. Anyway. Um, it was good. Uh, uh, it was a good panel. I, I had a lot of fun. It was, yeah, just sort of shit talking. Uh, then after that, I was on the G-Files at... Uh, uh, generosity in the biggest uh, auditorium in the biggest theater the PAX has in the Wombat Theater. Mm. Uh, huge, huge shit. It's where I did that Star Citizen train wreck. Okay, yep. And I'm starting to see a panel with me in the Wombat Theater because this one was a bit of a train wreck as well. It seemed like a lot of people, like most of the panelists, all bailed at the last minute. Uh, and uh, instead of also bailing at the last minute, which is probably what I should have done, uh, um, it was just me and uh, James O'Connor and uh, Jamie Dalzell, who we roped in at the bar to just come talk shit, uh, and uh, two people from Generosity uh, who were just filling out numbers. And it seemed like a panel that should have been extremely well prepared, uh, that was not prepared at all um so yeah i uh i came in hot with a overarching theory about uh the mystery of how did the sony playstation vita copy the design of the nintendo switch if it came out eight years before the nintendo switch even though they're exactly identical um came in hot with that theory that was my my big mystery and that was about it and um yeah uh james o'connor brought us some Pokemon mysteries and yeah I think mostly everyone in that theatre uh, was very really confused. bonded bonded <laughs> over adversity yeah nobody had any idea what the fuck was going on um, including everyone on the panel so that was yep that was a thing uh, yeah so, that one so that one didn't suck this uh, it didn't, it generosity didn't thing were they like were they, um, was it like a normal panel where they, where they would swap people out every hour or was it like you just sort of walked in and sat down? 
No, it was like a normal panel. Right. Uh, yeah, they were doing normal panels, and they because uh, they were live streaming the whole time, uh, raising money. They raised over forty grand. Yeah. Uh, I, I reckon they must have made about thirty bucks during our panel, but uh, like it's awesome how much money they made for cancer research. I saw uh, a bit of the cooking one on the Sunday, right? Yeah, was, I think Kelsey Kelsey was on it from and Bethesda. Yep. Yeah, Jigsy from Xbox. Yep. Uh, and yeah. Dan was there. Dan was making chili. Oh, and Steph. Right. I think Steph from cool. Pedestrian. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, fundamentally, I was very happy to be a part of it because you know it's a, it's a charity for cancer, mm. uh, and so I, I'm glad I didn't pull out. Right, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it just wasn't well done. And, um, yeah, I don't think we made any money. Uh, but we did fill in time. So I guess from that perspective, yay. Uh, and then um, we moved on to back to... Oh, I went to a bar, obviously. Drank away my sorrows. What else do you do at PAX? What else do you do at PAX? Uh, the next day uh, was the panels I was on. So first up, it was... Are We the Baddies? Finding out which... Uh, video game protagonists were bad guys and it, that was just a shit talking panel that was a lot of fun uh i really enjoyed that one it was basically me um nicole archer i want to say uh from cnets uh oh man i'm not good at names at the best of times kelsey uh from bethesda and uh amanda Hugging kiss. yo oh. Amanda Yo from <laughs> somewhere. I'm sorry, Amanda. Uh, and uh, she's freelance, right? Yeah, she's freelance. So yeah. She, I think she's from a lot of places. That's very true. Thank you for the save there, Luke. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just basically shit talking. Uh, obviously, like, obviously, like it's a fundamentally flawed idea to determine whether or not. These uh, these protagonists are good or bad guys because I think uh, a lot of what makes them extremely interesting characters is their complexity, which is why I very much appreciated uh, how fucking dumb we went with a lot of our theories. Uh, it was mostly, yeah, just shit talking, uh, which was good. It worked out really well. It was just dumping on, on these characters for whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it worked out uh, very weirdly. Um, they That one did not get streamed. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, because you were on it, and it was the middle of the day. Too early for the swearing, I guess. <laughs> um, they didn't tell me not to swear once. I did hear. I think Cyril said on on the wrestling panel that he asked specifically at the start if he was allowed to swear, and then he said on an earlier panel I was on, they told me I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, and they never told me not to swear. And if they're going to tell anyone, it should be me. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I was on some early, early fucking podcasts. So, anyway, that was a really good one. I'm very disappointed that it didn't get fucking streamed because uh, I thought it was probably the best one that I was on, to be honest. Uh, it was very entertaining. Like, really good crowd reaction. The crowd seemed to fucking love it. Uh, they got really got into it. And, uh, yeah, just really good bands. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of that one. Apparently went into the black hole. Oh well. Um, this the next one I was on was pitch game ideas, 
this I don't think was a very well conceived panel. Uh, they had me. Um, oh, this is going to test me. Jess from GameSpot, Jessica from GameLoft, uh, right. Graham from Devolver, and Chris from Xbox. So three of those people have actual real world ties to the video game industry and actually could accept or decline pitches. Uh, and two of those people, me and Jess, me. couldn't possibly do anything. And I think tonally, that was the problem, right? Having me and Jess, and telling us that it was going to be a bit of a laugh, and that it wasn't supposed to be serious, and we're just going to goof it up, having us on there, right? And then having people who actually have the fucking potential, right? Meant that we got a mix of people pitching really dumb ideas, which I love the fuck out of, right? Uh, like a game where you slowly but surely turn into a bin chicken, or I, I couldn't tell if this one was serious or not, but one where you're in a sun bear fighting league. It seemed like it wasn't serious, but it also seemed like something someone could make. Uh, I just don't think sun bears naturally want to fight that much, so I don't know how well a fighting league of them would go. Anyway, um... So yeah, there was it was a bit all over the place. Like you'd have those crazy ideas, and then you would have like sincere, heartfelt pitches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, you know, this is being. What are you doing? Like this is a good idea. Someone's gonna take your idea. It's on the internet. Yeah, now. keep this to yourself, man. Like this this panels this panels a goof. And I think for the for the people in the industry on the panel, right, they will put it in a tricky position because you never want to say yes to a pitch, right, and then have someone take that to mean that they're, oh, well, it's on record that you said you would buy this game. Yeah. You know, I think that was the fundamental issue uh, with that, that panel. Because, yeah, it just wound up in, like, they didn't want to say anything. Like... That was fucking hard work. That one, that panel was rough. Because mm. uh, by the end, yeah, I think we'd basically spoken, me and Chester spoken most of the time because the others just didn't want to. Yeah. Right? And I can't fault them for not wanting to. Um, so yeah, that, that one sucked. And then after that, it was the reviewing. Um, uh, basically, four games... Four panelists uh, and um, they're critically acclaimed games. One person actually hates them and go. Uh, the games this year, uh, the, it's a reverse of what it was the first time. Um, the first time it was uh, critically panned games that one of us actually loves. Um, I think we should have gone back to that well, to be honest. Uh, critically acclaimed games... Uh, and we're all faux dumping on them felt extremely mean-spirited to me because a uh, comical vitriol uh, like funny funny outrage uh, might not uh, convey as yeah, funny yeah. outrage it might just seem like actual outrage like it doesn't matter how over the top I go with it uh, people might just think I genuinely hate it, right? Because 
there are 7,000 fucking YouTube channels out there dedicated to literally that, <laughs> right? Like, Yeah. Or, or when they're at that theater and they're like, who's this Job Gilroy? And then they look you up and they're like, Call of Duty, 7.2. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> He's up to his old tricks. He anyway, hates everything. Um, the games were Mario Maker, uh, Portal 2, Destiny 2, and The Legend of Zelda. My pick was The Legend of Zelda, but it easily could have been Destiny 2. Wait, which Zelda? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. was number two for our, <laughs> in our top five. I know, game. I know, I know. Right, and so my pick, like, I guess I didn't 100% understand, like, well, I was going for, when I say hate, right... You just don't get it about, so high. There yeah. are fundamental issues, right, that make it not as good as it could have been. And so it just seemed like yeah. something I could blow up, right? I thought uh, yours could have been Destiny 2 as well. It, oh, oh, it was so easy to pretend <laughs> I hated Destiny 2. Good Lord. Um, yeah. Uh, it was... Yeah. It just sort of didn't work from that perspective, right? Because... I, it's it's impossible to explain that. Yeah, I I do think you know the climbing is terrible and the voice acting's awful and the story's bad and the boss bosses rancid shit and etc 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 etc. Right and weapon breaking and blah 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 blah. It's it's impossible to explain that. Yes, I do think there are massive issues. However, it is a staggering achievement. It's not the platform for saying it's a staggering achievement. In fucking. Um, like video game production, right? And you can't convey that successfully while keeping in tone of the, with the panel, right? Like we never, we never fucking clarified that at the end of the day, oh, we we're not trying to dump on anyone's hard work. We're like this. This is for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. That was never fucking said. And I think a lot of people walked away thinking we just genuinely, genuinely hated a lot of games because after. We finished with our four. Um, we then had to... Like, people would pitch games that they didn't like, and we had to tell them why they were right and why they were shit. And I didn't do it for fucking days, right? You just take... <laughs> yeah. Take Bring any me the next one. And you dump on it. Yeah, right? Like, ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's like that scene in uh, uh, The Dark Knight Rises where where Scarecrow's like sitting there on his like throne. <laughs> He's like bringing <laughs> yes. in people. And you're like, exile yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's basically it right and like people uh, yeah bringing up all sorts of games and yeah I didn't have a problem right someone brought up Red Dead Redemption 2 and I'm like I just pitched my my thought on like it seemed like the rest of the panel didn't have a problem I I loved that Red Dead Redemption 2 so I didn't want to necessarily but I do know what you could fucking strike at right like I know what wounds you could open uh, on on where it's where it, the flaws in its armor are? Um, it's yeah the the time it takes to do everything right. Like so, you just oh when it comes down on PC, the first mod that's going to be made is a functional fucking fast travel, that sort of thing. Or um, yeah, like just but it's just goofs, you know. Like I think there was no successful way to convey that it was just goofs, and uh, so. It, ended up feeling pretty mean-spirited yeah it didn't feel good right the the one where we were talking about bad games 
or unpopular games and talking them up. That one felt a lot better to me. I, I guess my big fucking, my big scary secret is that at the heart of me, I'm a big fucking mushy optimist and I'd rather be nice than mean. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, that one I haven't seen go online either, so hmm. yeah. I didn't see the pitch one go online either. So basically, my panels didn't go online. Yeah, You can't watch any of this shit, so it doesn't fucking matter. They, yeah, they only had three, I think, going on, on Twitch, uh, which was the Generosity one, and I think the main hall, and then something else. I don't know, there was only... Like, every time I tried to look to watch something, there was usually nothing on. It was like a fucking yeah. trivia thing. Um, so the only thing that I actually got got to see was parts of the the um, the Ready Steady Cook, whatever they were calling it. Um, right. And I watched the Borderlands 3 cosplay because it was right. just on. <laughs> there was finally content on at one stage. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's something on for once. Um, yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. That's I think I if you'd watched the GameSpot YouTube channel, you would have seen some stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll go check that out. Nothing, nothing I was on. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I did go to another panel, I should add. Uh, I went to uh, Lee Harris's uh, Hot 2-Ups, which is a sequel to his Hot 1-Ups panel, where he eats chili and talks about game dev. And it was honestly the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it's the best fucking concept for a fucking panel I've ever seen. Uh, basically, uh, they start off with something pretty light. So they start off with sriracha. And they dip bread in it. And then they eat it. Oh, so it's hot ones, and, basically. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, hot one-ups, uh, I think is what they originally called it and Hot 2 Ups was the sequel yeah anyway Hot Ones uh, right, yes. to me this is the PUBG panel we were eating chicken it was hot <laughs> I don't, don't really remember Luke um, anyway um, we don't talk about that <laughs> we don't talk about that uh, so yeah we um, yeah I, I was, we went to watch me and Cleb and uh, I brought Lee this lollipop that I bought for him that I actually just I just sort of saw it and I knew I had to buy it for, for Lee because hmm. uh, all those years ago at Landers Street at a party, uh, he got me to eat some ultra spicy hot sauce hmm. and it fucked me. It proper fucked me. And like, according to Lee, because he told the story during the panel uh, when I gave him the lollipop, he told the story of how he'd, f- he'd fucked me up on chili once before. And then he said, oh, and I've got that hot sauce here today. So look forward to that. Right. I'm like, I actually thought it was pepper spray. I thought he put pepper spray on bread and got me to fucking eat it. And this, like every year since, it must have been like five years since that fucking party. The whole time ever since, I've been literally telling people, Lee tricked me into eating fucking pepper spray on bread. Because uh, it <laughs> fucked me that hard. And yeah, it was just hot sauce. And he found it again, and he unleashed it on the panel. And so I brought him this fucking lollipop that was made from the chili extract of a 9 million Scoville unit chili, which I got my revenge. I'll tell you what, he got fucked up by that lollipop, and he, I believe he declined to finish it. It was too much. <laughs> um, but by the end of this fucking panel, 
Uh, they got to the, the the one that fucked me up, and he had to bust out a lollipop, and everyone on this panel was losing. They could not fucking handle themselves. Like, he asked, he's like, I'm just going to make a really easy question just to finish it off. What's a game at PAX that you're looking forward to seeing? And the responses were, uh, uh, I, uh, I don't remember the question. What the fuck is going on? Can I have some milk? Do we have more milk? <laughs> just that. Like, it was... The last 15 minutes of this fucking panel were... Just, just people... Complete not be able to talk. Mayhem. People dying. Yeah, on, on a fucking stage. It was spectacular. And then... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, and then... Yeah, right afterwards. All these dudes came up. Uh, so I, I went to... Uh, say, you know, hi, uh, to Lee, because I'd only, I'd sort of gotten in, he got in a tiny bit late, and so I sort of just gave him the lollipop and didn't get to say anything, and, uh, we'd say hi to him and how you doing and whatever, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, all these dudes came up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at chili, can I try this hot sauce? And it fucked all of them up too. Uh, I can't remember what this shit was called, but it fucked people up. It was some fucking people up shit. Yeah. Anyway. And I wrapped up PAX by leaving PAX uh, and having beers with Frisco and Raisty podcast listeners. Uh, Frisco cashed in on the fucking Patreon beer. Buy us, uh, we buy you a beer in... <laughs> Uh, you buy us a beer and we'll buy you a beer whenever you ask. Um, yeah, which just didn't see it coming. Um, did you check? Did you check I, if he is one? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I should have. No. Uh, anyway. He got you. Um, he got He boomed me. Um, and then uh, I bought Racy another beer. I wrote, bought Racy a beer, but he had to go to dinner or something. I can't quite remember. Yeah. And... Uh, so I basically just bought myself a, a second, another beer. Easy, Easy peasy. Uh, but yeah, had a beer with those guys. We nice. chatted and talked about whatever. And it was rad. Uh, it was awesome catching up. Um, it's probably one of the highlights of PAX for me. Because, yeah, just hanging out, talking, drinking. That's basically just what I want to do, really. Yeah. Like in my life in general. Not just at PAX, just in general. I just want to be hanging out and drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, so yeah, I saw a lot of photos and people were obviously talking. I was trying to watch panels and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely a bummer not not to be there. It was, it's the first one that I haven't uh, been to since um, since it started all those years ago. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been six or seven years, maybe. Um, Back when our panel had a sorry, when our podcast had a panel. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we had one last year. Was it last year? I don't remember. But that was in a... Year before. Was that a... <clears throat> the year before, yeah. Yeah, year before. Um, yeah, that's right, because you got banned for hosting panels for a year. And then... It's true. Now they let you back year suspension. <laughs> year suspension. Right. And they took away yeah. your pay. <laughs> they took away my pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so it was... It, 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 was, uh, it sucked, because that's why I was sitting here, like, watching panels, or trying to watch panels, just to see what was going on. But, yeah, no one was... They <laughs> weren't showing any. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, would have liked to have been there. Um, yeah, maybe maybe next year. Anyway, oh. yeah, 
yeah. That's PAX. Awesome. Should we talk about some... Uh, oh, did you see any Cyberpunk at all? They had playing on a big AK. It was just what they'd already shown, so right. they didn't really stick around. They had devs down uh, there and and community managers and things like that as well. Yeah. 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 What are we going to do with it? No. <laughs> there was some sick cosplay, actually. Some really cool Cyberpunk cosplay, but... Mm. Yeah. All right. I didn't get to the tabletop area, which is disappointing. Oh. But it did mean I didn't spend way too much money on tabletop games. I can see you've got fucking product placement in the background there. Fucking detectives sitting on your big fucking... Yeah, yeah, I did. We we actually did summer. play another thing of that. Um, yeah. Second case. And uh, this is a, a, um, a card game where you have to solve crimes. As a, it's yep. a co-op game where you use the internet and things like that. Um, yeah, and basically... We are we are in the second case of like a three or four part sort of overall campaign, and uh, we didn't uh, we didn't solve the like we failed the second one, uh, which I, I I like to blame <clears throat> my wife because uh, basically you've got a time limit on when you can solve this crime, and once you get to the end, you have to fill out a test. But she wanted to do it before we ran out of time. And I was like, but we've got like, what? We've got. Do you want to take the test early? We've got all these like, we've got this time. We could do like another, you know, whatever. It's like, no, no. We know who, what's going on. Done. Oh no! And then the questions that started coming out. Classic her. It's dude. like, ah, oh. that is so classic her. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, we should have done the fucking extra seven hours. We could have spared. We could have used. Anyway, so um, we're gonna have to replay that one. You, you can actually keep yep. playing, but I think she wants to replay it. So. We'll have oh, to yeah. get through that at another stage. Um, yeah, what else is on here? Uh, Destiny 2. Yeah, what? I put uh, I installed Destiny 2. It's obviously out now on Steam. It's it's moved away from Battle.net. and um, Blizzard Battle.net launcher or whatever. Yeah, and it's free to play as well, um, hmm. which is really cool. So uh, a lot of people were playing this while I was, um, while I was, uh, I don't know, just playing other stuff. There was stacks of people playing, which was insane. And, um, so I thought I'd check it out. I installed it, jumped in and immediately realized that my, um, character was no longer relevant anymore. Um, so all those hours that I put in basically starts you off at zero again, because they've bumped up the light level to a new sort of benchmark which is like 750 light so you don't start off at zero anymore the baseline is 750 so whatever you had in your other character from when that game first came out is now 750 which is a bit crap um so i started a brand new character jumped in played it and was like yeah sure as destiny um it's the same thing over and over again which is a bit People mm. fucking love it though. Yeah. Jesus. Hmm. Oh, actually, Destiny reminds me of that review panel. The fucking if it ever does, if they ever put it online. Yeah. And they said they'd put them all online eventually, but if they ever do put this one online, you got to watch it for Daniel Van Boom's uh, game. Right. You already know my game. 
You know Destiny 2 is one of them. Uh, you got to watch it for Daniel Van Boom's game. There is one of the greatest fucking twists I've ever seen in, on, in my whole fucking life. Yeah. With, uh, with TVB's fucking pick of the game on that review panel. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't, you'd never see it coming. You absolutely cannot see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sure is Destiny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Destiny. It's, um, I, I feel like it just does a bad job of sort of explaining to new players, like, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, like, as somebody who's played it before and sort of understands, like, what is supposed to be going on, it kind of just throws you into the world and it's like go to this mission mission go to this other mission um and for the most part it's sort of guiding you into uh like specific campaign missions but there's all this other stuff that's going on around the world but you don't really go and do any of that anymore because it's trying to hurry you off to the next planet and so i don't know if you remember this but you'd have sort of like your main path campaign and then as you'd explore there'd be like um uh, like adventures you could go on or um, like lost sectors and they, these were like these hidden things you kind of find out in the world or just like normal patrols but it doesn't really give you the option to do that it's kind of like you do two missions and then um, and then that's like alright now go to the next planet and it sends you off to Mars or whatever the, the, the Nexus or whatever the other planets are and then you go to that planet and then it wants you to do two missions and then you finish you check those off and then off you go to the next planet again um, so, and I think the reason why that's happened is they've gotten rid of, as far as I can tell, the leveling system is gone. Um, cause this new character I created, you don't level up anymore. You just select how you want your build to be. And so now there's no reason to actually do like those missions other than to get higher level gear. Um, cause that's... And for the story. Yeah. Ugh. Um, well, I mean, the the problem is for you to do the story, you've got to be doing all the side content and the adventures and like learning about the world and whatnot. But it's it's making you go so quickly through the, all that content is there's no point. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm on PC. Shooting's really good. It's you know it's those guys they make good shooters, um, and it runs well. But it just feels like it just feels like Destiny. Like they haven't done anything to really significantly change the campaign stuff um i know there's there's some good stuff in like the raid content and the way it sort of gets you to do that but that's such a huge grind to get to that point and i think that takes way too long so i don't know and and at the point now where you have to buy this new content and uh and even now people are saying that it's not that good the the shadow keep stuff like i've heard a lot of people that are into it being like it's pretty not that great um so I don't know if it's worth sinking uh, for me who wants to start a new character on PC. It's worth sinking, you know, 40, 50 hours to get to that point where I can play that content. It just doesn't seem like it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it w- like what WoW did was back in the day, they'd release new content and then go back and like update old missions and they get rid of the old, some of the old missions and sort of revamp the way that they worked. Um, like, yeah obviously if you play wow classic that stuff is is still there but they they like update their game design whereas that's not something that's happening here it's still a you know it's still using mechanics from destiny one um yeah so yeah i just couldn't really couldn't really get into it all that much um Hmm. 
but otherwise, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to jump back into that anymore. Not during what is going to be a, a busy couple of weeks. So. Yep. I mean, people are enjoying yeah. it. it. Looks like there's still tons of people playing it. Uh, it's just yeah. not. I just don't think it's for me. They haven't done enough in there that sort of. Um, and it makes me want to go back and play. And the thing that annoys me the most is that all that effort that we put into playing that game is basically gone. Like that that character yeah. I've got is worthless now. It'd be it'd be like going back to your, like all these WoW characters that you leveled up, and then not being able to use them anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, at least you can get that character, and play like the new content that comes out, like the expansion. Yep. but here it seems like you can't do that because you've reset back at zero again so you've got to do that grind back up to that point which I think mm-hmm. is, is crap so yeah um, the other thing I've got on here is I don't know if you want to do like a quick empires and puzzles let's do it <laughs> update. we let's haven't talked it. about it for a while but I, I, I know let's that you've been playing a lot as well or still oh, yeah. playing it sure am um I uh I uh I'm up to team power level two twenty eight hundred, which is pretty high. I oh, think. Yeah. Uh, I think mine's at like thirty four. Maybe fucking okay then. Okay, champ. Fucking whatever. Um, I uh this game's driving me fucking bananas. Um, because I've got these. I've got two characters now. Yep. That I need to ascend. Yeah. Right. Have so them. the way it works is uh, you level your characters up to max and then you ascend them and you have to level them up again. You level them up by, uh, like, sort of burning through heroes that are the same colour, Yeah. right? Well, that's just the most efficient way to do it. You can use whatever heroes you want. The same colour is the most efficient way. And, uh, yeah, um, you sort of you level them up that way. Each time you ascend, you need to use these ascension items. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, that's the only way to get them to the max level. Um, I am now one five star and four four star characters. Okay. Uh, yes, I have been extremely lucky. Uh, you had a five star before I did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't know what it is, right? Like, I know there's like there's the idea that you can exploit RNG by uh, through certain behaviors. You know how games uh will i guess lean on on their rng if they think you're not gonna come back yeah yeah uh but i haven't been doing anything like that so i i don't know what the fuck like i've literally just got lucky yeah uh that like the five star i've got is shit like it is if you go on the forums to work out what the worst five star is it's (laughs) routinely named so um yeah it's not like you know it's a five star and it will definitely be more powerful like once it's at max level it'll easily easily wallop any four star but it will lose to pretty much every other five star Um, just sit it up front as your tank it's fine he just he just eats shit yeah that's all he needs to do eats shit Uh, if I ever get like I believe there are some troops you can get that uh, increase your mana rate right okay the the rate at which you get mana. Uh, apparently, that's the only way to make him viable. All right. Uh, is you, you get the because he's purple. You need purple troops that increase the rate at which you earn mana. 
you can actually get him up to from very slow to just slow mana rate or essentially the equivalent of slow mana rate um, and then he actually earns mana at a rate that means he uses his fucking use his skill at any point because I get lucky I'm lucky to use a fucking special skill with him once a fucking match yeah. he will live he will live the entire fucking game uh, he like there will often be there have been a number of like because you play PvP and I you know, I'll pick a game against... I'll pick a match against someone who has the same fucking team power rating as me. And I will have, like... Everyone is dead except for him. And they will have, like, four people left on half health. And I can... That's not... Like, that's not a losing game for me, right? Mm -hmm. He lives through so much shit. Um, he will just eat shit constantly, non-stop. Uh, but he won't actually use a special skill throughout that entire fucking time. He will not use it once. Uh, if he used it once, uh, like the few games where like I'll, I'll get like a purple diamond at the start of a round, and then I'll wait to build it up a bit, and then I'll punch it, and just he will like I get to call it in early, call his special skill early. Those are instant wins. I could probably beat like people two hundred or the three hundred points higher than me if I could actually get that to play off because uh, it increases the mana rate of my units and it decreases the mana rate of everyone else, uh, of my enemies uh, and it gives me perfect, that repost, the reflect damage. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I fucking hate that. <laughs> oh my lord, it is wild. When it's paired when it with, a, off on my... with a healer, I'm just like <laughs> alright, I'm, I'm running. Well, that's why I've got... So I've got two characters that dispel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a dispels too, yeah. I've I got two of them now. Fuck it, I'm done. I'm done with anything else. Uh, like, I, I, I might go three dispels just to really fuck up anyone who keeps fucking calling for... It's repost, and the other one is um, attack damage increase because that shit fucks me up. Yeah. That, that will kill Purple Dude faster than anything alive. He just... I don't know what it is. He just crumbles. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Uh, so he's kind of shit, but I got four, four stars, one, five star, three of my characters are now ascension locked. I cannot get them to the next star level until I get uh, a single, a single item. Hmm. Uh, I need a trap tool. I need a hidden dagger and I need a purple orby thing. And yep. just, just don't have them. Uh, if I get, if I got all three of them today, I could level up all three of the, the those characters immediately. Uh, I couldn't level up the other two afterwards because uh, I would be missing the compasses I require. But, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just got these ascension tools and they seem so fucking few and far between. I have literally no idea what the fuck I'm supposed right. to do except level up my other characters. So you, you do the class quests that, that pop up, you know, the dailies that come through? Hmm. They, they show up in there. Oh yeah, that's well. That's how I got my last. That's how I got a compass last time. Yeah, but, but they alternate um, like every couple of days. It'll be like a yellow class quest or you know green, and so you can't. It's not every day they're there. It's every couple right. of days one will show up. So, I, do I, we have I the usually, same quests at the same time? Uh, I don't know. Maybe have a look. Have a look. This this is the engaging content you tune in for. 
Uh, let us it seems know like there's a Halloween themed event coming because like all my stuff has changed. All the loading screens and, and I've stuff, got yeah. like I've got coin. I've got gems ready to buy a uh, Halloween thing. Like I've just I think it's it's three hundred to get a, a new card, and I've got three eighteen. I've been building nice. up. Nice. Um, oh, I shouldn't do that. I was starting to play. Um, no, what were we play. looking at? Quests. My quest at the Class. moment. Uh, yeah. Trials. Trials. The shadows. Class quest. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then find recruits and find battle items. Yeah. Okay. So we all get the same quest at the same time. So theoretically, if you were to see that stuff show up, you could be like, oh, Job, go do whatever, blah, blah, Whenever yep. there's a, a like a class quest that gets you items for le- Ascension, I usually focus them because they, oh, they yeah. usually last for like two days, I think, and I, I, I just burn all my... My, uh, my old energy energy on that because... And, and heals and whatever. Because yeah. I think I was doing the same thing you maybe you were, whereas I was got to a point where I'm like, I don't know how to level these guys up anymore. Like, I don't have them. And then I realized that, oh, there's quests you can go and do. And then, so I was, I was missed out like a couple of months worth of <laughs> doing that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just sort of, yeah, locked, locked in at the moment until I get whatever that is because there's, there's nothing really I can do. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Have you finished the season? Did you say you'd finished that? No. Season one, I'm really close. I'm on the last, uh, yeah. track. Right. Um, yeah, okay. I think once I get my five star leveled up, my, he, he needs to be ascended. I'm about 30 yep. levels away before I can ascend him on the last right. go. Uh, and then I might be able to jump back in. I feel like I need to be like 3,500 around there to finish the oh, season. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, anyway. Cool. I don't know. I still enjoy it. Just burning time in the morning or late at night. I thought the energy system was going to bug the fuck out of me, but there's well and truly enough stuff to do that unless you are literally sitting down for some sort of hour to two hour long fucking match three session, you aren't going to burn through all the energy in time. Yeah, uh, like there's there's too like there's enough stuff that you don't wind up being energy locked. Yeah, yeah, I'm still RNG fucked, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in the same way that I normally am. Anyway, yeah. And you're in my uh, you're in my clan. Is it clans they're called? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in your guild. We got you in. Yep, uh, I'm a fight valuable member because <laughs> I'm the only one in our. I feel like we're gonna get stomped this fight because there's a lot of high. We are absolutely going to get stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe nobody else worked out that you could fucking attack people, uh, and all you had to do was do even any fucking damage at all, and it would be enough. That's that is literally all I do in wars. There was a war where I did fucking six total fucking damage. Yeah. Six. One by five. It would have been... Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, but it's all I can do because by the time I get to a fucking war, because they always start at two o'clock in the morning or some shit, by the time I get to a war, the only people left are like 4,000 team power. I'm like, well, I'm not going to fucking do anything against them. Like, what the fuck? Uh, so I'll go in and I'll do like I'll use my best characters and then I'll do like fucking fuck all damage but I'll flee before they heal and then too easy camp easy I've, I've earned myself a two point uh, bonus for the team it's better than nothing yeah yeah anyway um PUBG 
PUBG. Been playing PUBG more. Uh, was playing last night. Had some really good. I had a really good game on Sandhawk actually. Uh, we came second. Second. I hate Sandhawk with passion. Yep. I complain about it every time it comes up. Um, but uh, yeah, had a really good game on it. It just felt like what I've saying before about fight or flight. It just felt like that sort of game where. It felt like the reason we lost in the ends was because of the choices we made during the game as opposed to constantly being RNG fucked and run it, like being forced to run into a situation that sucks. Yeah. Uh, like, we were sort of still forced to run into a situation uh, that wasn't uh, outright beneficial for us, but, like, thanks to some good shooting... Um, we managed to like we now our aim battles and uh yeah from there it was it was just a case of like we just had to hold the circle there just wasn't enough ultimately enough cover and we didn't have enough like heals basically Mm. i uh i ran into the last fight without a fucking vest uh with a 90 percent fucked level two helmet like we had been in some shit like we've been through war after war after war uh so it was high octane, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, it really cost us in terms of of gear, and we just there was never like they just didn't feel like there was enough time. At one point, I literally ran into the blue to go pick up a, a vest because like it was the only choice I had. I would have been like two two firefights I would have had to go through without a vest um, before getting to the final firefight with like a fuck vest if I hadn't gone and like uh, without without of it like it just yeah the the options were going to I think it was like 18 people left without a vest or cops and blue damage get a vest and then uh, see what we could do the vest I picked up was half fucked as it was but still uh, it is what it is right like still felt like I made the best decisions that I could and at the end, in the end, we just sort of got done, yeah. right? <clears throat> we just sort of lost, right? I'm cool with that, right? Actually, that's a that's a really good game to me. That's what that's pure PUBG. That's what I look for. But uh, yeah, I just hate hate the games where it doesn't matter what decisions you make, you know, you can't win, right? You, your path to victory is sweet fuck all. That's Sandhawk is a game where I feel like most of the time my, my path to victory is not... My destiny is not in my hands, you know? And I don't like that. I feel, feel that the power of PUBG is that my destiny is in my hands at all times. Or if not all times, a lot of the time. <laughs> and yeah. So, uh, yeah. But been really enjoying PUBG. Uh, yeah, still about it. Um, that's about it. Cool. And, uh, Apex. Uh, Apex Fight or Fright is on right now, and it is fucking Team Essential, and I hate it for that. But I like it as a mode. If you could do something about the Teamers, right, I think ban them for two weeks. Anyone who gets reported and is verified as fucking teaming, ban them. For two weeks, just to fuck them, uh, yeah, this mode would be fucking sick. I'd play the fuck out of it. I'd play a lot of it. This is really fun, right? You're engaged in the 
outcome of a game pretty much the entire way through, which isn't always the case in Apex. A lot of people leave when the shadows, which is explicitly idiotic, but yeah. uh, like it's that's nowhere near as bad as the people who are teaming before the final ten. Uh, well, they shouldn't be allowed to play. They shouldn't be allowed to play. Well, they should have just minute, done ten minute ban or escalate it. Yeah, if, uh, I think it was Cleb pitched. If you're uh, inside of a certain like space, uh, like distance from another person, and you're not shooting, then uh, you take tick damage or something. I think that's a good idea because uh, a it'll tell you that someone was nearby, right? Uh, and your choices would be to to shoot, which would alert other people, or b um, yeah, like you just wouldn't be able to, like you, if you were teaming, you'd have to sprint out a significant amount, which would make you a lot more vulnerable to shadows. The other alternative would be to just allow people to queue as teams. I don't know why they didn't yeah. do that. Uh, that's really, that like, shouldn't have been solos. Uh, I really want to play it as, as, like in a team. Just like have one team randomly selected as the shadows from the start. I reckon, why not? Like you can always, like you'll always get in in the next game. Well, like, I thought I mean, it was going to be people are always going to die. I thought it was going to be um, just the final ten, as like the final ten. Then all of a sudden, works as a, a you know a giant team, which it still work right because you just play it like a normal normal apex match, and then it, what do you mean? That is what happens. No, but it's solo at the moment. Yeah, it's solo, and then in the final ten, they're all one big team. Right. Yeah, but you could also play it in squads or trios and then when there's 10 players left all of a sudden they become one team oh like, right still have it work yeah. that way yeah no yeah I don't see any reason why that wouldn't work right like this I, I fundamentally cannot imagine what makes that concepts untenable but for some reason they decided it had to be solos hmm. I just don't agree with it like I think queuing as teams is what people get into Apex for, so I think, it, yeah, it sort of took the wind out of its sails a little bit when then you had to queue solo. Yeah, and I think it would also stop a lot of the teaming because people would be on teams by like default, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, um, otherwise, I think yeah, it's a cool idea. I like I like the night mode, uh, Kings Canyon, and. Um, yeah generally pretty good yeah I gotta check it out you played it no I'm oh you haven't played it yet oh yeah you haven't a right <laughs> no mind yep um yeah uh definitely yeah you should definitely check it out yep. um Kleb won Kleb won I think his second game <clears throat> which was uh quite well done uh I've seen seen a lot of people complaining on, on Reddit that uh Shadows are way too powerful but uh, I reckon Cleb, the game Cleb won might be the... Uh, sorry, the, the game Cleb and I won as Shadows might have been the only game where I've seen the Shadows win. Right, yeah. Most of the time, I think the heroes get away. Like, at least one or two heroes will get away. Hmm. Um, yeah. How much damage do they take? Uh, one hit does 158 damage. That's a lot. So if you... Yeah, you get down one hit uh, if you've only got white. Oh, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, everyone like white armor should be the highest level of armor. Um, anything higher is 
just a bit dumb in my opinion. I actually spent the, the first two games I got all the way through uh, and I was convinced that you couldn't get better than white armor. Like 100% convinced. Because uh, I never saw better than white armor uh, the entire time and I was looting everywhere I could. I just didn't see better than white armor. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, you can only get white armor. And then you get hit by a fucking shadow and you go down and you're like, that makes sense, actually. You know, like, you've got armor so you can, like, win your gunfights, uh, but you're still extremely vulnerable to shadows. That actually makes a bit of sense to me, yeah. And then the second game, I switched to, I was watching, like, switched around to the other players uh, in the top 10. And, uh, one of them had purple armor, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> um, hold up, I've, had, I've been running around with fucking garbage this whole time. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Cool. All right. Is that everything? That is everything. Yeah, there's a lot there. All right, should we do some news quickly? Uh, yeah. Uh, we got a, a Blizzard slash Hearthstone update, which we talked about at length uh, last week. This was mm-hmm. a player that, um, during an interview for his his match, talked about uh, the situation in China and Hong Kong, uh, and then Blizzard decided to ban him for a year and take his prize money away. Um, so, did you want to kind of want mm-hmm. to talk about what's happened since then? Yeah, the internet lost its fucking shit about it, which they rightly should have. Uh, and Blizzard has essentially capitulated, uh, and um, they gave him his fucking money back, and they reduced the time of the suspension yeah. to six months. Um, they also said they wouldn't like that they were you know putting the casters on suspension, uh, yeah. but they weren't outright firing them as well. And uh, yeah. And so this is after think, other people started doing similar things, right? They had I mean, the, the university... Um, oh, yeah. Well. So, yeah. UA, University of America, I think it is. Uh, AU, American University. Right. Um, they held up a sign saying free Hong Kong and then they weren't banned. And so they issued a statement rejecting uh, rejecting Blizzard's movement and quitting the, the, uh, quitting the tournament in protest because they weren't banned the same way Blitzchung was which I think was a fucking mad solidarity move. Um, and yeah, it's become a quite a big thing. Uh, I just want to point out that uh, Blizzard did basically what they sh- I said they should have done in the first place. Uh, but I think the, you know, uh, people, like I was saying last week, like there's, there's no room for nuance. You can't say, oh yeah, I, I do think, you know, at the end of the day, um, some spaces shouldn't be used for the, broadcasting of politics but at the same time Blizzard overreacted and did the wrong thing mm. nobody wants to hear that uh, so people are still like well Blizzard's still you know in the wrong uh, they yeah I, I don't know it's it's, it's a tricky one right <clears throat> that said uh, there are you know worse responses I think uh, you could make you could uh, you could say you know it's really really tough being a basketball player playing in China right now because uh, it's not as comfortable as I'm used to <laughs> and stuff. Uh, you know, while people are literally dying on the streets of Hong Kong, you could, you could complain about how hard it is to be a multi-million dollar paid athlete uh, because someone said something in a tweet. Um, yeah, LeBron, what the fuck? 
What the fuck? Oh my god. I'm so grumpy at him. Yeah. I, I was I, I went to a thing yesterday and I chose specifically to not wear my LeBrons because I'm still <laughs> mad at him. Yeah. I had to stop wearing my KDs because I'm mad at KD. Now I'm not wearing LeBrons because I'm mad at LeBron. Like, I'm running out of fucking shoes to wear, boys. Like, let's get our shit together. I get some, um, some Pumas. Oh, uh, yeah. I got I got my Paul Georges, so... Yeah. So far, we're... So far, so good. Um, yeah. Get some Best Brooks. Yeah. Um, he's never going to say anything too heinous. He's never going to say anything at all. So he hates talking in interviews. Um, yeah. Um... I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky, very interesting situation. That actually sort of leads into our next piece, bit of news. Oh, before we jump to that. Uh, all right. But the, 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 is it, he's not a CEO, is he? The president? What do they call him? I don't know. The the statement they put out from the head oh, of my Lord. Blizzard was Jay Allen Brack, terrible. Yeah. yeah. It was the it was it was the classic corporate apology non apology you know the the classic uh, yeah uh, we're sorry you were offended you know uh, type type gambit that never ever ever goes over well so I cannot understand why they thought they'd have a punter uh, people have like sort of torn it to bits for the, the you know trying to dissect whether or not it was written by a, a uh, PR or something person. In, someone like from China who speaks English as a second language because they were like they were theorizing that it was full of uh, you know sort of Chinese speaking patterns and stuff sure. um, whether or not that is true and I've got no you know I don't really have a position on whether or not it is I mean it's it's speculation at best whether or not it is true though the fucking the grammar in that fucking letter was all over the place, regardless of whether or not it was written by, you know, a Chinese speaking, uh, like first language Chinese person or what, uh, or second English as a second language person or not. Like, regardless of that, uh, it was, this is the fucking, this is a, a letter to the community from the fucking CEO. It should be, you could at least put it through Grammarly, you fucking morons. Yeah. Good God. You know, like, there are tools out, like, just chuck it into Word and just see if there are any fucking blue squiggly lines, right? Like, you got red squiggly lines for obvious spelling errors, you got blue squiggly lines for obvious grammatical errors, and you could have at least chucked it in for the obvious grammatical errors, like your inconsistent pluralization and uh, your weird turns of phrase. Fuck me. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, our relationship with China... Did not impact our decision, had no impact on our decision, is one of the, holy sh- like, just fucking, you, that's, you gotta have a sack on you to, to pull that, that card, good god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that's, that's some nuts. Well done. Well done for trying that one on. Because, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, yeah. and then talking about how, um... Like they 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 want their I guess tournament rules to be like focused on the game and not uh, you know not not uh, considering like a global audience and and uh, you know getting into politics and whatnot. But this is like yeah. from a studio who 
has made a game like Overwatch where they're, they've been pushing f- for like, um, you know, things with like gender identity and <laughs> and things like that. Like yeah. these diverse characters and now they turn around and go, except we don't want it in this aspect of it, which is weird because it definitely seems like all they're worried about is their money. Yeah. Uh, it definitely comes across that way. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be hard to swallow uh, future um, social outreach efforts mm-hmm. from from them uh, because because of this situation. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically the situation they've created. Yeah. As a result. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is uh, Fortnite went down for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. broke the internet. Broke the internet. Um yeah, we're chatting about this on the on the on the general chat in the in the Gap Discord. And uh it's interesting, you know. People will stay up for fucking twenty four hours to watch a black hole, uh and it, it garnered more views than anything uh else on Twitch. Uh it was a huge, huge thing. Um if there is something like interesting about uh the the way that i think this i haven't thought this out enough so i don't know if this is going to be articulated well enough yeah but if we look at twitch streaming as a uh, gig economy gig the way that freelancing or Uber driving or whatever is uh, a gig where you are sort of uh, sporadically contracted and without any of the rights of a normal uh, employee, mm-hmm. which is very, very much the case yeah. uh, in, in so many fucking circumstances. Uh, then I think, uh, I think it is grossly irresponsible on the part of Epic uh, to exploit people the way they did. The black hole should not have ex- existed for as long as it did. Uh, I realized that it built up hype and, you know, it's it's a, ta- it's a testament to the power that Epic has over its captive audience. And I'm sure that is a, um, a spectacular, you know, feather in their cap or whatever. But it is, ex- like, the, the fact remains, uh, it is... The, the whole idea of the reaction uh, and, uh, being so critical to so many people's livelihood yeah. when they're trying to make a, a living off Twitch, uh, the that fact makes that action of theirs pretty fucking irresponsible because they would have impromptu had to... Well, not had to, but tried to regardless, you know... Uh, stream for the entire length of the black hole system uh for when it came back up yeah for so that they could be there when it came back up or they could you know have the live reaction when when it went down or whatever and it's just it's a hyper shitty thing to do they really fuck those people uh yeah like i know my uh my little nephew uh, his, his little, he's got a little friend who's a YouTuber, uh, my nephew told me very, uh, proudly, 
Uh, I checked, and this kid has about four views total, and he's got at least 35 videos. Um, but he's hustling, right? They've they've instilled this idea into kids who want to be YouTubers that they have to be on the hustle. They have to be, you know, on the grind. They have to rise and grind and, you know, get that bread and, you know, um, you can sleep when you're rich or whatever the fuck. Uh, but it is an irresponsible and uh, dangerous fucking uh, outlook. Hmm. And Fortnite explicitly encouraging it by forcing people, or well, not forcing, but encouraging, heavily encouraging, incentivizing people to stay up for hours and hours and hours on end is, uh, it's fucked. It's what it is. And to end it with, uh, the server is down message. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, that's fucked. Anyway, season, season two or whatever it is. Chapter two, chapter two of Fortnite is now out. Chapter two, yeah. Uh, and I still don't care. New maps, yes. new weapons, New gameplay things, yeah. No. I, I, but I think we've said this before, like um, when I talked about them doing like, like the big event that they had going on, where it changes like inside the world, that stuff is really cool. Yeah. Like they're doing oh, things so, that nobody else so is fucking doing. Right. <laughs> My little nephew was playing Fortnite before I went down. So I saw him on the weekend and uh, he was playing it. And he showed me like you float into certain towns and... Uh, like it's it's Gotham City, so you turn into Batman instead of your usual glider and shit like that. Mm. They do such a fucking good job with that stuff. Um, yeah, it's like they've really captured that fucking cartoon style so beautiful. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're like uh, yeah, absolutely not the game for me at all. But uh, <laughs> I, I can one like appreciate how well they've done it. Uh, the game itself. Some events, maybe not so much, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Nice. And the last one that we've got here is Riot Games is no longer just making one game. They're making video games these is, days. It's adding the S onto games. Yeah. They're now plural. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually went to the uh, 10th anniversary celebration yesterday. I think I'm pretty 90% sure. They were invited to the wrong events. It seemed like there were two events. There was one event where everyone was getting hands-on with uh, with uh, Legends of Runeterra, mm -hmm. the, the card new game. card game uh, that they announced, uh, and it was you know community and like streamers and press mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And there was another event, and there was only one member of the press there, and it was your old pal Joe Bayou. And everyone else there uh, was uh, a corporate, was a suit, uh, and um, there was no uh, hands-on or anything like that. And, so the good uh, news is we're now on an executive podcast. Someone you sold the, the show, right? This, this is yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, we uh, you're talking to the sea level. We're sea level podcast. We're now, now. a ten cent uh, show. That's oh yeah, of course, hundred percent owned. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So I think I went to the wrong one, eh? Uh, I think like I think I got invited to the wrong one. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Anyway, um, I was definitely also. It seemed like the only person properly uh, like down 
for what they were showing. No, not down. Like everyone seemed like there were a lot of team owners, and they were all pretty enthusiastic about everything being announced. But uh, I was the only one like, like they 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 had their oh you've it's turns out you've all got phones. Uh, like I was the only one uh, laughing at that. I don't, I don't know. That was, might be the only one who got it there. Anyway, um, it was a it was a fucking showcase and a half though. They got fucking Project A, mm. which is a shooter. Uh, looks fucking awesome. Um, a hero it shooter. Looks very but, early, from what I saw. Uh, it looks super. Yeah, one hundred percent early. But uh, I, I really like the I, like. It looks like sh- the shooting model appears to be important. It looks like it's going to heavily emphasize the shooting model uh which i feel isn't what what they did in overwatch you know uh so it looks to me yeah. more rainbow six than overwatch yeah. like there's people uh, not although, taking damage that that person was definitely using hacks aimbots uh they were flicking they were flicking <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah um but yeah, no, uh, very excited to see where that goes. I'll finally be able to fucking beat some OBL players that's at a game. Um, I fucking wreck them. I could probably beat them at TFT as well. But uh, they announced that TFT is coming to mobile. So, uh, like I tweeted, uh, I think that um, Valve now, Valve time now has a deadline. Um, the fucking the race is on. Um, when TFT hits mobile, which is early 2020, uh, if if. Uh, Underlords isn't in a position to dominate by then. It never, it never recovers. It will, it will have to ha- like fight hard to hold people back from moving, switching to TFT. Hmm. In my opinion, um, it's going to be a fucking fight of a lifetime to get people to stay. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm ex- like, yeah, I will play whichever one. Uh, I, I think it's better at the end of the day but for now whichever one has a mobile version is better so for now Underlords continues to be my preference <clears throat> but yeah they've pissed away so much goodwill I, I haven't checked the Steam charts on it for a while but I assume it's not looking great I still play it yeah I've seen I've seen you playing it you and you, you and the other three people playing fucking Artifact I get it buddy don't worry about it <laughs> guys all love Artifact I mean Underwoods. Oh, 11,000. It's not doing too bad, actually. It's, it's plateaued. It's heavily plateaued, but uh, yeah. It's definitely not yeah. where I mean, it's still early it's, access, whatever they're calling it. It's technically dropped out of the top 20 hmm. on Steam, so. I think there's a big new update um, coming really soon. They keep talking about it. Yeah. I think JB or Baz was saying on Twitter. Yeah. They keep that, pushing. Uh, it's, just, it's just around the corner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's that. There's uh, Legends of Runeterra, which is... Uh, I'm not in the fucking... I'm not in the beta for whatever reason. Um, probably because I got invited to the wrong thing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't help but... Everything I've seen in this game... It looks like Hearthstone. It looks like single-lane artifact to me. Alright. It really looks like single-lane artifact. I don't know if I'm looking at it wrong or what, but... Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. No. Uh, when I look yeah, at it, it looks uh, like graphically or the aesthetic of it looks exactly like Hearthstone. Like the fucking line back, down the middle and 
How many digital uh, card games have you played, though? Hearthstone, uh, that's it, right? Two. I think, I think Hearthstone and Magic. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and uh, Gwent. Right. You've got a decent fucking stable of cards. Three. Like, oh, Those are three extremely different ones. Uh, actually, they're all largely... Well, I guess... Elder, Elder Scrolls Legends is pretty Hearthstone-y. This looks like it's eaten, it's going off, like, or sorry, all three of the things that they're bringing out looks like they're going after Blizzard's lunch, except for the fucking fighting game, which I don't know what the, what that is, but anyway, it looks like Hearthstone to me. Yeah, I think the fighting game, what's it called, Project L, uh, I think it might have been the most underbaked of the demonstrations. Hmm. Because uh, I think they showcased some of it at Evo, and they, I think they didn't want to retread the same ground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've seen tweets like none of these games are even at the alpha stage yet. So, uh, oh, sorry. Obviously, Runeterra uh, is yeah even in the fucking open beta phase or closed beta phase. So, uh, um, or at least closed alpha phase. Um, but yeah, Project L and Project A aren't even in the alpha phase yet. So, uh, like, these are so far off. Uh, but yeah, nevertheless, um, it's cool. There was something else, right? They talked Wild about. Rift. They talked about. Um... Wild Rift. Okay, what's that? League of Legends on mobile. Oh, right. League of Legends coming to mobile and console. And they've had to build it from the ground back, ground up to, to make it. Uh, so it's a. It's essentially it's League of Legends, but not League of Legends. Uh, it's not the exact same game. Right. There aren't all the same heroes and stuff like that. They're sort of starting over. Uh, I think it's a really interesting idea. Uh, I do not think that uh, League of Legends uh, lends itself very well to the con- uh, the mobile phone experience very well. Yeah. That said, uh, MOBAs on mobiles are huge, like so fucking big. Um, people fucking love them. So uh, in China. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, everywhere. Yeah, no, I've been checking out this game called Mobile Legends Bang Bang. Uh, over the last week, I haven't played it, but uh, I've been, like, looking into it. And uh, it's a, like, fucking phenomenon. It's, like, the first game selected for the uh, esports category of the Asian games. Um, yeah, it's... It... it it's basically League of Legends yeah. on mobile already. So uh. the two the two games I've heard a lot about are, lately are the Mario Kart game, which everyone's saying is really crap, and the Call of Duty one, oh. which everyone's saying is really good, which I've not oh, I've not seen. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, yeah fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. that's about it, right? Uh, was there anything else that they announced? I literally no. watched some videos before we started recording to get caught up on what was going on they very briefly showed a um board game that they didn't talk about afterwards yeah that's about it uh yeah and that was about it yeah all right cool new stuff from them i guess we'll see right uh it was a killer announcement i mean it was like some e3 shit right like just fucking bang 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 woo we're announcing this we're announcing this we're announcing this we have we got all this shit. Look at this. Uh, yeah, it was basically just a big old fuck you to Blizzard. Um, yeah, this is yeah, a perfect time nice. to release. Like, it seemed like they weren't even ready. I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it now. Oh, well, Blizzard's having a bad week. Let's make it worse. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, questions? Do we have any? Oh, yeah. So, Baz writes, <clears throat> My autocorrect on my phone changed eSports to eSports with the capital S in the middle. I don't care. I don't want to hear your excuses, Baz. Um, I'm using the Google keyboard on Android. For everyone that doesn't know how to spell it correctly, how do you? Oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. E... S-P-O-R-T-S, no capitals, only capitalize it if it's the start of a sentence. Uh, it is, there's no capital in the middle, there's no dash. Um, and uh, the reason uh, this is this works is uh, it's actually uh, it's Associated Press have uh, adapted this into their style book. Hmm. Uh, so uh, if you're not a, uh, if you're not a writer out there, um, we have these things called style guides um, that tell us how certain sites write stuff. So it might be, uh, for example, uh, the dash, right? Like everyone, everyone loves a dash. Oh, when they get, I love a dash. <clears throat> you've used too many commas, and you're like, time for a dash, baby. <laughs> uh, so some some sites use the uh, the zero space dash, so it's just a dash, and they don't put a uh, space between it. But that looks like a fucking hyphen to me, so I don't like it. Um, and it's also internet shortcut, uh, code for strike through. So I don't like that at all. I'm not a fan, but, uh, others use the N dash, uh, others still use the M dash. There's the, uh, small dash. And then there's the dash. It's one and a half dashes long. Uh, it's going real nerdy on the dash situation here. Anyway, um, About double dash. Yeah, double, or, yeah. instead of the M dash, some places use the double dash. Uh, so yeah, there's all sorts of dash situations. Um, some people even use the no space, no space double dash, but that's the worst of all uh, options. And uh, yeah, so you need to look at a style guide to work out which one of those you're supposed to use yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, the style guide will tell you all that stuff. It'll tell you if you're supposed to write out doctor as a full word, or Dr. DR full stop, or Dr. DR no full stop, all that kind of shit. It all gets detailed in the style guide. Uh, it's the, the fucking easiest way to work anything out. What you actually do, uh, if you're a smart freelancer writing for a whole bunch of different sites, is uh, you write it the way you normally would, and then you go into the style guide and you find replace everything that you just fucked up, and you fix it using find replace as opposed to writing out doctor like a fucking moron every time um you just write dr and then you let the fucking find replace add the full stops or the octo mm -hmm. for you uh anyway so uh yeah ap though is uh if you if if a place doesn't have a style guide uh or a style book then you just use ap style guide and you will generally be sweet uh so yeah Good question, yeah. Baz. But you, you see question. people, um, I mean, email technically doesn't have that dash because that's where I guess people are like, email's got it in there. It's like, no, it doesn't. No, <laughs> not anymore. No, they got rid of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been 20 years since email had a fucking dash in the word. Uh, but I guess at one point it did have the dash in the capital M. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, we have abandoned that because it's dumb. Um, yeah. And the same goes for esports. Uh, Frisco writes could the Fortnite black hole have been better used to introduce its young audience to astronomy and the impact Stephen Hawking had on science today 
Uh, but it's a real good question. Uh, I don't know if it was. Uh, I don't know if uh, the people who are playing Fortnite are quite ready for uh, <laughs> the physics of black holes. Um, might be a little beyond them, but uh, nevertheless, uh, it could have been used for something. It could have been like it could have at least been used to introduce them to the music used in Interstellar mm. when they're going into the black hole because that soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. You know, like at the very least. It could have been used for black hole related things. Made them make them listen to Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah, you're talking about. All that. kinds of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I meant, I meant the band. I, I, the song. I know the song you're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, like just all kinds of black hole related things as opposed to just. That would have been a better use of the seven or eight hours or whatever the fuck it was that it was a black hole for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thoughts, Luke? Any thoughts on that question? Uh, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I kind of kept up to date on Twitter, being like, oh, has it gone back right. online yet? But yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of the, like, what happened after it imploded. So, mm. they, I mean, they could have All paid right. a bunch of people to sit there and talk about science, I guess, on the stream. Why not? All right. Have them in the At least. And by the end of the stream, finished, like, with a full-blown, like, uh, astro, uh, astrophysics lecture. <laughs> yeah. Like, just hyper-nerdy shit. Uh, all right. Uh, Malik writes, <clears throat> News. Shannon Noll has been revealed as the captain of the new esports team, the Motley Squad. The team will compete in Lenovo's League of Champions series. Thoughts on Nolsey captaining, captaining an esports team? He wrote a esports team, but I sort of did him a favor because he wrote esports group. Um, funny story: I was on a fucking, I was on a plane, uh, on the plane down to Pax, and uh, sitting near um, one of the guys uh, who worked at Lenovo, mm-hmm. and uh, we were chatting. He's like, "Oh, you got to come by our fucking. We got we got a celebrity coming. We're gonna have a celebrity appearance, and you absolutely have to come by." You're going to love it. I'm like, oh, what time? What time? What time? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And they're like, uh, uh, it was at like 12. I'm like, I cannot. I already have an appointment. Yeah. Damn it. Why didn't you tell me earlier? And uh, so they didn't, they wouldn't tell me who the celebrity was either. But uh, yeah. There's a reason why. Unfortunately. Uh, it was Shannon. It was Nolsey. It was fucking Nolsey. I would have dropped everything if I'd known it was fucking Nolsey. That dude fucking slays pussy. Um, yeah, I think it's fucking amazing. I cannot believe... Oh, my Lord. The the meme potential is out of control. Uh, I, can't, I, I actually can't believe he's a captain of a team. He's not a team owner. He's a captain of a team. That seems... That seems like an extra level. Like, they've gone... It's just one step further. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see... How good he is. Um, but yeah. No, I think it's a sick idea. Uh, why not? If he if he likes games, why the fuck not? Uh, get Bobby Knuckles to captain a fucking esports team. Oh, have a, t- a right? TV show. Have. Oh, yeah. Have this as a TV show. Have them all on, a, on esports teams. But then have like individual challenges where like Bobby Knuckles has to sing... <laughs> And Knowles, he has to get in the fucking octagon. This is a genius idea. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. 
brilliant. You should have pitched uh, this at the League of Legends. I should. I would. I, I should have. <laughs> you had all these executives, and you, you fucked all these, it. all these hoity toits, and I <laughs> didn't use it for the best fucking idea I'd ever had. God damn it! Yeah. Me and Matt. Malik would have been a fucking EP. He would have gotten an EP credit at least on this show idea for the genesis of it. Yeah. But sadly, I got there too late, Malik. So uh, I'll have to pick it up again another time. I'm afraid. Uh, anyway, that is the podcast. Uh, I hear that your wife is back and banging pots and pans around. Oh, everything. So, uh, yeah. 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 So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, uh, probably a good time to wrap. Let's get out of here. You can find us on iTunes, Android Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places under the Gap or the GA Podcast. Um, if you do have a couple of moments, please rate and review the show. It helps us get more people finding it because it's hard. It's hard to find those shows sometimes. Um, you can find us on social media as well. You want to send us any emails, you can go to the GA Podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, we've got a Twitter account, twitter.com slash GA Podcast. You can also find us on facebook.com slash Podcast as well. Um, if you want to check us out on a Discord, the gapodcast.com slash Discord, you can jump in, uh, play video games, or have a chat like uh, like Job has been with some random people. I'm not sure who these people are. Any of them? Whoever talks. I've never heard of Baz before. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know who Baz is. No. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of good fun in there. You can also check out our YouTube page, gapodcast.com slash YouTube. Um, the last couple have been a bit slow to go up because I've been changing computers and uh, all sorts of issues getting that branded properly, but we should be back on track. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, and also because I've been away. But otherwise, you can also go to our website, thegipodcast.com. It's got links to all of the things we've talked about, including our past episodes of the show. And uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gipodcast.com and uh, become a subscriber cash in those beers whenever you see Job if you want to you don't have to though <laughs> but you totally should fucking make Luke fucking cash me <laughs> fucking Captain fucking San Fran over here yeah. you gotta come find oh. me right hunt problem, him down man. hunt him down um, um, BlizzCon yeah. I, I'll be uh, at BlizzCon so we're going on BlizzCon thank you for supporting us patrons yep. uh, patrons uh, and yes I will buy you a beer uh but it's only only as long as I'm able to drink a beer at that moment as well. We've said this before. That is the only rule. I have to. We don't have to drink the beer together if you don't want. But I'm not buying you a beer and me not a beer. That's all I'm saying, right? <laughs> if I can't currently buy myself a beer, I will not buy you a beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the rule of the beer. Anyway. It's a good rule. Uh, anything you want to talk about that you've been you've had a busy week so what's going on uh yeah check out um i spoke to the ceo of wildcard gg and uh ethan the team captain uh wildcard uh orglis became wildcard in the rainbow six pro league uh wildcard is competing in the apac finals this weekend we really interesting to see how they go um and i believe that is all you can see right now. The rest of it's later. Cool. Uh, so we'll get to that whenever the fuck I know it's about. Nice. Uh, yeah. What about um, you? Have you got anything? I don't think I have anything up at the moment. I'm trying to think. The, the last thing I put up was my after party preview, which we talked about um, yes. last week. So you can go check that out if you want and a bunch of interviews that I did with the devs. But otherwise, mm. everything else I can't talk about right now. So 
right it's at uh fair enough it's the time of year where it's it's definitely getting busy um yeah you got uh you've got uh what's it called death stranding you apparently can announce that um oh i can announce that i have death stranding yes i don't know if i'm allowed to announce no no you can't (laughs) (laughs) i better not so we'll have have some death stranding content i guess when it's uh maybe when the embargo lifts (laughs) uh, november one yeah yeah so that's cool uh, hopefully you'll get a copy as well yeah um, alright that's it yep that's it um, next uh, we will see you guys next week next week we got uh, we got some stuff coming out what's what's that next week Call of Duty so we'll probably be talking about Call of Duty next week alright yeah. yeah that's it Easy see you then alright bye <laughs>